Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. Happy Fourth of July to everyone who uh, listens to us in the U.S. Uh, glad to have you with us again live here on the YouTube. And of course, you can listen to this and all previous editions of the Cantina Mekis podcast, the podcast center on iTunes, as well as Google Play. My name is John Jagu. Glad to have you guys with us. Uh, as always, a, uh, a full uh, uh, panel of guests. Aquí en la mesa, and we'll... Uh, We'll get right to the uh, the topics tonight, uh, but uh, before we do that, I do want to say hello to everyone. Uh, first of all, out in uh, Kyle, Texas, where did you get a little rain? Because it looked like y'all might be getting some rain. Yeah, I got a bit of rain, and now yes. humidity. Well, yeah, but I mean, at least it knocked off the, uh, it gets a little hot in Texas in the summer, and those afternoon rains just... Uh, Knock off, you know, it, it brings it down from ninety eight to ninety two, and it makes a, it makes an unbelievable difference. So it was. Uh, yeah, I, like the heat, I like the heat. Oh, well, you're uh, you're a freak. Not Arizona, not Arizona heat or no. Las Vegas heat, but ninety eight's not too bad. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, it, it is definitely uh, reasonable. Albert uh, Campa joins us. Albert, how are you? Hey, doing good. Glad to be here. Man, I got to tell you, man, I'm looking through your pictures that we took uh, last week in uh, in Houston, and you you have some very nice pictures. Yeah, I found a, good, a, a few good ones that I uh, edited a little bit and and saved. So yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, no, you uh, you should be proud of yourself, man. You got the, uh, you know, you know, it's funny because I mean that that's that's what's great about the the digital the digital world. I mean, because been the days of film, if you, if you had you know if you're lucky enough to have a 36, I mean, if, at an event like that, if you got like two or three good ones, you'd be like thrilled to pieces. Now, you know, I mean, you took you know took a whole bunch of pictures. What did you yeah. end up taking? It was like, how, how many gigs was it total? I think it was like 2.3. Oh, um, I thought it was more than that. Next time I need to rent, I need to rent some gear though. The guy next to me who, who we talked to at the end. Right. He actually got one of when Moises Munoz dove for, and blocked like a, a potential goal. He got it right when he was diving and blocking. It was, it was a pretty nice picture he showed me. Yeah, uh, John, sorry to interrupt you, John, but one of the things that I've noticed since like that, that I noticed when I, you know, covered, you know, games as a, as a photographer is that what what, what the uh, digital cameras have been able to do is that there's always a lot of photographers aren't, aren't really fans of the game they're just it, for them it's just a job right so what they'll do and what I've seen them do is that they'll take shots you know and they'll take the best shots of like you know something like a shot of an image of that shows like uh, one team winning and they'll try to get another image of another the other team winning and rather than staying there the entire game, by 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 uh, by halftime, they're just you know back in the media room, basically editing their photos, and they submit it and they leave. So that's kind of like, it's like I've always wondered how they did it, you know, or how much time consuming it was for the guys to do it in film, you know. But sorry to interrupt. Well, you know, it's actually uh, interesting that you pointed out because I actually saw at least, at least the front end of that process. In 1995, the first time I was ever on the sidelines at a game was in 1995. It was a, a Monday night football game between the Cowboys and the Giants, and it was at the Meadowlands. And I was standing next to the AP photographer, uh, or I don't know how many they had, but I mean, he, de- I mean, he definitely worked for AP. I mean, he couldn't. I mean, he was he could have been younger than like 70, 75. And a couple, of, he would take uh, a picture. He would decide, oh my god, that was the picture I wanted. He would take the film out of the camera, put it up. Give it to some runner, and then the runner would be gone, 
And then he just put another roll of film. So he was just, you know, he would never even, I guess he wouldn't even hesitate to, once he got the shot to uh, rip the film out of the camera and give it to some guy. And then the guy just d- disappears and they go develop it. Actually, now that he says that um, at halftime, pretty much all the, like almost everybody just cleared out from my side of the field. I didn't switch sides. I stayed on the, uh, on the side I was at uh-huh. on the side that uh, um, Ghana was attacking. So I assumed everyone switched to the other side thinking that Mexico would be on the attack. Right. Um, but I don't know for sure. I don't know if they just left at that halftime or not. But one of the things that I do, you know, when I when I sit on the pitch and take photographs, is that I always try to go. I always try to anticipate who who's going to be like. For example, if I know that Guardado is going to be playing on the left side, I'll try to sit on the right side because I know that you know, like especially like when like let's say Borghetti, I always wanted to sit on the on the side where I knew that Borghetti would get a header and I could see the I could and I could I would be able to anticipate him heading the ball. And stuff like that. So that's like that's one of the that's how I would always try to pick where I would want to sit. Is like, okay, who do I want to cover today? You know, or how how Mexico is going to attack, attack? But you know, with the whole rotación, is it probably be a very difficult task. Uh, today. You, you would be you would actually have to like really pay attention and do all the studies. And, <laughs> yeah, for six months, and I'd have to go to Liverpool, you know, and uh, yeah, study and look Liverpool. Out the, look out the window. Look out the window. Anyway. Uh, that is, uh, Ronnie the Luna joining us from Philadelphia. Happy 4th of July, Ron, in the, in the, in the cradle of independence. How are you doing, John? How are you doing, guys? Good to have you on with us, Ronnie. Hey. Ronnie, uh, your, uh, your, your, your boy, uh, Lainez scored a pretty good goal last night for, 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 for America. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. And, he, uh, uh, I'm really happy that Bioho is going to, uh, continue to use him in the first team. Y- you know, I, I really am. I, I'm, I'm happy that they're going to, it seems like, it seems like you know they're starting to use the the the, the youth a little, and and they were for a while. I mean, you know, a couple of years back, Mexico or America. Well, I mean, if, if this kid is, is is as good as people think he is, I mean, does it really matter how old he is? I mean, at this point, no. I mean, does it really matter? I mean, no. if he's good enough to play, I I think it, it, you know, it matters. I think it matters in terms of maturity. Like, is he gonna let you know? Is he gonna let the limelight? Is he gonna let you know? The, the friends and, and, and the women and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, I think it matters to a certain degree. Well, we got to yeah. keep him away from you, I think, is what you're trying to say, Ron. Is that we can't, <laughs> yes. we can't. Uh, yeah. Corrupter, a corrupter of souls. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Can't have you, uh, can't have you hanging around like this post, post game. And I mean, I've, I've always said it. I know that, you know, Cheekies and I, we've argued that this is the past. Is that, you know, you could be a, a, a Maradona and still be successful, or you could be an AC Green and live a virgin life and still be successful. It doesn't you matter. Know, they're 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 not related. Ex- exactly. I've always said that. But uh, it, it, you can let you know those type of outside influences. If you don't if you don't know how to manage your time and and and, and, and take care of your body, obviously will affect you. you it's all about balance. To, yep. And uh, and I I just hope the kid you know stays hungry. You know. That's why we have good balance on this on this podcast. You know, we have the Americanista, we have Chivas, we have some neutrals. You know, it's a, it's a, it's it's it, it, it's a good balance of uh, of of opinions and ideas here on the Cantina Mickey's podcast, and we have uh, two uh, Callies joining us tonight, and we might have a third. We had a third earlier, but uh, you know, once the little the little red light came on, he panicked and he and he and he and he went and he took himself off the off the list. But we will have him back. But then we do have out in Escondido, uh, Daniel Preciado joins us. Um, 
with his uh, Santos, who I believe, Dan, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that Santos won their first tune-up by tuning up Chivas 5-zip. Is that correct? That's true. Yeah. And I believe they lost yesterday. I missed. I missed the match, but yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's like it's like at this point you want to see who's you know who who came in with with what you want, you know, and and who's playing well, and you go with that. Chivas is at the Gold Cup, though, right? <laughs> that is true. That is true. The half of yes. Chivas. You know what? Didn't they say back in in April or whatever it was that hey, we're only going to take four players per team in Liga MX because we know your season starting when when Gold Cup starts. But of course, there's like eight Chivas on that team, so apparently that that uh, that, that rule did not did not uh, come to pass. Uh, well, Dan, thanks for joining us this evening. We'll uh, as always I'm sure, I'm sure that you will uh, you will bring it like you always do, Dan, on this show. And, and in fact, you do it so well that we have to give you a little. What happens? It's fantastic. So good to have you on. And of course, last but not least, out in California, South Los Angeles, uh, a gentleman who lives next to probably the biggest Club America fan in in Los Angeles, I think. Of course, I'm talking about Joel Aceves. Joel, how are you? Doing good, John. Joel, you need to go do some recon for us and, and find and find find out. You need to talk to this guy. You know, find out who he is. I'll take some pictures. No, well, a picture you can interview him. You know, gotta get get them get the mic out and and, and record his conversation. I mean, I mean, there there is no bigger America fan in in, in Los Angeles than this guy. There, well, there's another one, and he he painted his whole car, and I I think I posted some pictures. No, 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 in in this area, but oh. he he painted his car like America colors, and he has the logo, and and he has like a cartoon eagle. I, I shared a pic a long time ago. I don't know if you guys remember it. On the uh, Twitter. Now, do you think that that guy also painted the uh, the America logo on the uh, on the curb? <laughs> I don't know. This lawyer. So this house, he, this house, this guy not. lives in is like is like I was like, I'm not gonna say it's trash, but it's it's not very well maintained. <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it at that. But the America stuff is pristine. It is. It is. You know, it like yeah. it, it's like he washes the curb once a day. You know the America logo on the porch is, uh, you know, is is, is 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 shiny and clean. And he has it's, two big flags hanging out in the front. He does, he does. And then you have a Toluca guy that lives next to him, right? So that's that's got to be. Interesting. <laughs> I was. I don't know how true the rumor is about America. You know, potentially getting a Chinese investor. But uh, if that does happen, and they do take, you know, like e- even if it's like you know minority ownership. That's that's when I hand in my America badge and say, you know what? Thank you, but it, it's been it's been fun. But no, hey, Ron, you. when when that does happen, if, you know, hopefully it'll happen while we're doing this podcast. Yeah, and that we should have like 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 Ronnie as the bachelor, and then we'll be your suitors. You know, Bumas and Diaz <laughs> and, and the like, and then <laughs> you could eliminate you know one by one, and then at the end say, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going for you know whatever team. I just uh, want to see Ron. I, I want to see Ron tear his. Socio Aguila credential in half. Yeah, that's, that's uh, right. Burn I'll, I'll, it or burn it. I'll, that's it, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, I, you know, I've always hated that about European football. How these, you know, billionaire guys from like the Middle East and you know Asian stuff, they go in there and it's like, 
I, I think I've told you this before. When I was at the, in Johannesburg in the, in the South and the World Cup in South Africa, I was talking to a British reporter, and I was like, dude, I, it's like we were just talking about football in general. And I said, dude, I, w- I want to go back to I want to go back to England and, and catch you know English football. And he's like, he made a comment like, you know, it's like, dude, there's nothing English about English football anymore. And he goes like, you have to really go into the lower divisions. And by I mean lower divisions, we're talking regional, not even like the championship, like which is the second division. You know, it's like there's like nothing English about it anymore. And it's like that got me thinking. It's like I know that I know that eventually, you know, Mexico's gonna have foreign investors. But, you know, to have that type of cheap in, investors is like dude, for me that, that would be the the one Well there's there's already the Atletico de Madrid. Yeah, but you know, it, to, to me, it's you know, for at least for me, it, it's there's a difference between having like let's say an American Mexican American, you know, uh, investor or even or even <clears throat> or even an American investor that's been you know, you know, been part of you know the soccer U.S. soccer for twenty thirty years, knowing that's like okay, well, I, I want to you know be in, in, but to have investors from over there where it's just nothing for them, it's just like a social event. It's like dude, it just cheapens it, you know. It's like, it's like, nah, thank you, but that's it. That's it for me. <clears throat> I mean, is that honestly going to happen, though? Honestly, you think uh, it is, don't you? You think it's going to happen? I think it is. I think I think it may. Me too. I, I could see it happening. And I, I and and I think that America would probably be the first team that have that sort of, you know. That sort of foreign ownership, because I I don't think it's going to happen with Cruz Azul because of the way they're legally set up. I don't think it's going to be with Chivas. Uh, I, I think that they would go after America but first. Chivas was close uh, before Vergara bought them. Um, Soccer United Marketing was was pushing to to manage the club, not not own it, but to have some type of like management deal. Yeah. So. Mm, I don't know, man. I just when I was reading that, and and, I, and the thing about it is, I've kind of heard those rumors throughout the years. It's like, but when I when uh, you know when ESPN you know was you know thinking, talking about the rumors, I'm thinking, oh shit. Like, yeah, maybe they're just. Uh, I mean, you know, something like this. You know, I mean, you know, they could just be floating a trial balloon just to see what uh, you know how the public would react or. I don't know, or, or, or maybe they're trying to actually, maybe they actually are thinking about selling them, and they're just, you know, just throwing some. Well, I mean, seeing seeing Huawei as their uh, as their uh, logo and stuff, you know, it's like if you think about it, the very first time any of us heard of Omni Life was when it was a, a, a sponsor on Atlas's jersey. And I'm like, who the hell are these guys? And the next thing you know, they buy Chivas. So it's like, you know, the first time I ever hear of Huawei, it's like, who the hell? <clears throat> it's like, uh oh. So I mean that could would you just... would you feel better, Ronnie, if if it would have if it would have said Wawa and 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 and, 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 the, and the goose flying the goose as flying. the logo? Yeah, would would that would that have made you feel more comfortable? Nah, nah. The Puerto Ricans they call bus Wawas, by the way, here in Chile. Oh yeah, yeah. Salute en la Wawa 35, like yeah. that. <laughs> yes, like what the hell's a Wawa? <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, let's. Uh, now that we've uh, done our customary 20-minute hellos, let's uh, jump into some topics tonight. I guess we'll uh, we'll start with uh, with 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 Mexico's national team. 
So uh, the the it's it's like tag team wrestling. You know, one got beat up by a couple of teams, so then now they're tagging out, sending the sending the new ones in. Mexico ended up in fourth place in the Confed Cup. Uh, I don't think that that was really uh, a surprise to anyone. I mean, I think that if you looked at as far as who the uh, the teams were and when what groups they were in, I mean, one, I think one could safely say that Mexico is probably the fourth best team in that group. And, uh, you know, by luck of the draw, they didn't uh, have as much competition as the other group as, say, on Australia, who was, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily as good as Mexico, but could certainly give teams uh, games on uh, on any given day. And if they would have flip-flopped, you know, it would have been a very close contest between Australia and Russia to advance. And I don't, you know, and then Mexico's with, with, with Germany and Chile. <laughs> you know, how, how, how would that have gone for them uh, in, in the Confed Cup? So they got a... Very lucky as far as the draw, and then they did what I think what we what, what, what we expected them to do, which is advance through the group stage, and then we saw what happened, and then they lose the third place game to uh, Portugal without uh, Voldemort, and uh, so fourth place, and now they got the gold cup. So what uh, so what does this do for our for our friend uh, Juan Carlos Osorio? Does it? Uh, I mean, is is he under uh, just a, a ridiculous amount of pressure now? No pressure. A little amount of pressure. Is, is he is he starting to look over his shoulder? Is uh, Ron? Have you have you started the uh, the strongly worded complaint letters to FMF? And, I, th- uh, I think I think he's going to be at at, at at Russia. Exactly. I yeah, think. Exactly. I mean, I think I think it's pretty much done. I think you know. Is he is he going to is he going to learn anything? No, no. I I really don't think so. And. I, I think I think at this point, you know, the the Mexican Federation is like, you know, well, we made our money by going to the Confederations Cup, okay? Uh, we're gonna make our money. We're gonna make our nut by going to the World Cup. So as far as in, ter- in terms of in terms of uh, uh, you know revenues for for the media, for the TV companies like Televisa and TV Azteca, you know, they're gonna hit their bottom line, and it's like, you know what, we're good. All right, granted, people aren't happy, but you know we'll change it up after Russia. So I, I think I think ultimately, you know, by going to the Confederations Cup, I mean, really, I mean, if you think about it, that's why Hugo Sanchez was sacked. You know, of course, it was why he was sacked because, because they didn't. They, they weren't going to make their nut for the Olympics. They weren't going to make their nut for the Olympics. They weren't going to make their nut for the Confederations Cup and stuff like that. They didn't care. They didn't care that the team was literally in a transition mode where. You know the old guard. Of yeah, like but that was the Olympic team, though. Remember, he got he got for for an, for an entirely different incident. Yeah, yeah, but like you, you know, know Ugo got they, fired after them beating Ghana in London. I, I they fired kinda, him. After I kind of knew that that they were going to find a way to get rid of him at, when he lost the final in two thousand seven to 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 the U.S. in the Gold Cup because that meant no no gold no uh, Confederations Cup in two thousand nine. I kind of had a feeling then. That they may want to get rid of them because of it, but then I think the the Olympics was like okay, yeah, but, well. But you know what though? I mean, I mean the the the, the Confed Cup is not a guarantee for Mexico at all. It's just not. But 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 if you're Televisa, you're expecting it because I mean, what what do you have the year before the World Cup really to sell? Nothing. For at least for sporting. Well, well then so, you you so for for that for you for raise the prices for the World Cup. <laughs> no, but I'm just. But what I'm saying is, for the summer uh, summer programming, Televisa and Tevesteca they want the damn uh, Confederations Cup. 
you know. See now, Mr. Pink, Mr. Pink online seems to think that uh, <clears throat> that Ugo was uh, was making too much bank. No, no, it has nothing. Our, our Mexican coaches have always made bank. Well, they, uh, also they were they weren't able to prove it. There was rumors that he was charging yeah. players, and and the guy got called out. Yeah. Uh, who was making the claims, and he was never able to show any valid proof. Yeah. You know, my, yeah. my one big regret with Hugo was that he didn't get a chance to to coach Chicharito and Vela and Giovanni and all these guys. I mean, who better in the world to, to, to learn from, you know, a guy who did it, you know, consistently, you know, incredibly well for 10 solid years yeah. in, uh, in, in, in in Spain. Uh, and it just th- th- that to me was my biggest – because he always talked about uh, – that, that he liked spending a little extra time with forwards just to kind of give him, you know, I was like, God, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just never, uh, yeah. But, uh, but I, I, <sighs> I, I, I think that Osorio is to stay. I think, it, I think a bit, I think that, uh, you know, the, the FMN, they're going to, uh, just weather the storm, weather the critics, you know, the, the, the criticisms and say, you know what, we're taking them. Well, you know, for me, and and uh, and I'll let y'all uh, jump in on this, is, you know, he has the players. You know, you know, any coach is going to have the players at this point, and and we know, we know who they are. It's just going to matter, you know, you know, what coach is going to be able to get the best out of them. I don't necessarily think Osorio is 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 the coach to get the best out of the players that he has, which I think is very frustrating, but. And the other, and then the other thing for me is is that he is if he's going to spend all this time studying and prepping and I, and I think he does, you know, as far as the organization and administration of what he's trying to do, you know, fantastic. You know, he is a great pencil pusher. You know, congratulations to him for that. And I'm sure that he can have, you know, I'm sure he's, he's very studious, and I think it's fantastic. But please, you know, learn from 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 what from what has happened to you in the past, and then and then improve on that. If 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 by some miracle, he's able to do that. Then, then I think Mexico does have a chance to do something. But until until then, if 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 he doesn't learn from from what has happened to to him in these two tournaments, then you know if Mexico makes it to the group stage, great. But they, they won't make him uh, much further than that. John, I I I agree one hundred percent as to your assessment that I, that I also don't think that Osorio is the the coach that is able to maximize the efforts of this team. Now, my problem, my problem is that those that defend Osorio, you know, you know, they're basically their, their points are one, Mexico as a footballing nation has really no right to expect more because we haven't done more. And to me, that's not a valid. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, Chile, 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 you know, up their game because, you know, recently. Spain also upped their game, you know, a couple years back. So, you know, to not think or to not want more, or not to expect more of your team, to me, that's just a defeatist attitude. Well, we have upped our game, though. Mexico, Mexico has upped their game in no, the, in the no, confederation no, that we're no, in. No, what, I, what, I, what I mean by that, what I mean by that is like going to the, you know, the quarterfinals or the semifinals and stuff like that of the World Cup. Or not that's, expect not expecting more than it's like you know the critics it's like what do these guys think they are they're world that's champions. what we were set to do though we were, they, we were set to do well in Confederations Cup and then and that would set up a uh, a fifth game or further in the uh, so my, my, no no but here, but Beto, the thing, my point is it's like you know don't, it's like you know it's like, yes oh, please how, get to your point please it's like how dare you know you guys criticize 
you know, him fact, the fact that you've never done this before. And, and, and like you know, that, and, and also, and another critique, because I've seen it and I've seen it and I don't want to name names, but I mean, I've also, because I'm, I'm, you know, on my Facebook account, I'm, you know, yeah, friends, I'm friends with, with other reporters and, and, and stuff like that. But it's like, I've also seen that a lot of the people that are defending uh, uh, Osorio are because of the access that he provides or the inclinations that they've had with MLS before. Like, it's like they, they have that little access. So it's, it seems like I'm not saying they're chummy and they're friends and stuff like that, but it seems like certain people are, are kind of like defending or looking past, you know, the way he sets up his teams or how leaky his defenses are. And it's like, they don't want to criticize him too much <clears> because, <throat> because I guess they're, they don't want to lose that access. Okay, also, so. Rod, going up what you said, it, it's a bit of a contradiction for some of the, some of the Osorio apologists, because they're the same that have said that this is uh, Mexico's best generation ever. So, so they make that claim at the same time they don't, you know, they, they don't have bigger expectations, and and they seem to forget how Mexico has fared against some of the, uh, you know, traditionally stronger teams where, at, at least Mexico goes down fighting. You know, yeah, we, we might lose, but 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 it's it's you know. Uh, La Pendemos Caro, you know? Exactly. And, and the Chile and Germany are completely opposite of what we should expect. So, I mean, we, we might not expect, uh, Mexico to win, but at least, at least, you know, it's going to give the other team a run for their money. Yeah. I think you guys expected Mexico to win against Germany, though. If we, go, if we look back at our predictions, I think a lot of you, <laughs> everybody, did, everybody did. predicted a, everybody predicted a win except me. I said they would lose three to two. I didn't, no, I, 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 I didn't participate, but I also I, I didn't participate in that podcast, uh, Cheekies. But I, you know, deep down, I, deep down, I know that Mexico had the talent to beat them. Yeah, I, I'm deep down. I, I, I know that. Maybe, and, I, I agree, and I agree with Joel saying that this and and and, and which, which makes it even more frustrating. It was on top of the fact that Mexico had the talent to win that game. You know, Germany. Yes, they won the Confederate Cup champions, and congratulations to them. But they were they were imminently beat. I mean, they were beatable. They were a beatable team. They were, you know, it, it was a, a team that was just learning to be. You know, they were the baby man. They were just learning to do that whole manshaft thing. So they were they were leaving, leaving some huequitos too. And then, uh, you know, some teams were able to exploit them. Mexico even exploited them for a bit. But I mean, it just is. But you you have to. You got to lock it up in the back, and then that's the uh, that, that that that's what's what's frustrating with this guy. It's like, how do you not see that that you cannot, you know, play the way you play? You you don't have the players to do it. Number one, and number two, your 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 back line is so slow that you just you just cannot let them. You, you I mean, it's it's really it's really kind of a disservice to the fan. I know that we always complain about the default. They got got caught out of positions. So well, that, that that that's the way that the coach is telling them to play. And, and then I think it was also it was also their ball watching. It was just horrible, horrible individual play by yeah. Moreno, by Layun, ball watching and leaving their guys unmarked. But I think that's that's something uh, John said about maximizing the potential, and that's what that's what the German coach was able to do, you, you know, know with, with that team, and and that what Osorio failed to do with with Mexico. Going back going back to Layun, which to me. Ever since Layun came onto the national team, win or lose, I, the guy's always given his, his his best, and you know, right now he's been you know criticized. I, I think I, I think that Osorio hasn't even really. I think you know he's not maximizing certain some of the players. Like, right, well, 
Him, well, playing, like, him playing his right back, the, the criticism is 100% deserved. He had a horrible tournament. The dude didn't play. He played like three games in, in 2017. He had no business being on the pitch. And you can see the back of his jersey in just about every one of those goals like that. Well, a legit question. What has for you guys been the best match that you've seen Mexico play on under Rosario that you were just like impressed? I would probably have to say the the Honduras game in Honduras. I think I think that was probably his best team, the best performance. Uh, other than that, like I and you know I don't want to sound like a you know beat up record, but most of the games, whether we win or lose, I always saw just a lot of really bad defensive lap defensive lapses. And it's like, dude, they're going to get exposed. They're going to get exposed. They're going to get exposed. And obviously against the better teams, we do get exposed. Uh, but I, I think to answer your question, Hoyt, I, I think it's, it was the Honduras game in Honduras. I think, I think they looked sorry. And, and even then, can you name me like a key player for, from Honduras? <sighs> I think there were flashes against Portugal. There's been flashes, just flashes. No, but I, I don't want flashes. Even, I want like, yeah, like no, no. full match. There's like, been nothing then. Like I could, you want a full match, and there hasn't been one. Like, like you know, like for me, for me under like Aguirre, the Italy game in O two, I just the whole game the way Mexico played. I know for a lot of people they they prefer the the Mexico Argentina, even though others don't like it, John. Uh, but but everyone okay, anyone like that match? Just because it was Argentina and it took. Uh, the Maxi you mean the match that Mexico had two shots on two shots the entire match that and, match. Yeah, John, but you'd be surprised how many people, you know, refer to that match. Uh, but, but you know, we, Masochists. <laughs> we've seen games where, where, you know, uh, 2014, Mexico versus Croatia and even against Cameroon, those were really great games. So I still haven't seen a game like that. No, I don't think we're going to. Match. And you won't see, and you won't see a game like that under Osorio. And in the, I, no. I think, I think with Osorio, you've seen more flashes of brilliance from some, some of the players, like, like you know, some of the goals from Tecatito or some of the goals from like you know Raúl Jiménez and stuff like that. But that has but, nothing to do with him. Those no, no, I know, the... I know, I know, I know, I know. But, but uh, you know, that was, I'm just trying to answer you know Juan's questions here. I think he he's going to be known. The only thing he's going to be known for is having a really good record. At Concacaf. That's I mean that's going to be the one thing that the the, the one positive. Um, <laughs> I don't I, think he's discovered anyone new. I mean, I guess maybe Araujo. I think that's a huge plus. I don't think um, he discovered him. Well, yeah, yeah I, don't Araujo so played in, I don't think so either. He was a Copa America so. guy, and he played in, in the Olympics. Well, I've heard that. guy that didn't play in the Olympics. I, I saw this, this. This It was like an article. I didn't click on it, but it, it said, uh, said Osorio, king of CONCACAF, and then pauper of Europe or peon of Europe. And I think it kind of describes it pretty good. But that's, that's the way – that's like the whole thing with this – the, the press and everything going against him and wanting him fired. And then the opposite, like Ronnie was talking about, the pre- um, certain press members supporting him and all this access stuff. I think it's just they're trying to be contrarian to all the hate because all the hate, like the, the excess hate for Osorio is just too much. Mexico is Mexico. And like you said, if Osorio is the king of CONCACAF and the peon in Europe, Mexico is the same thing and it has always been the same thing. So there's no reason to expect anything different. Yeah. Oh, Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Did you, yeah. did you read the comments that uh, the German coach said before the Mexico match talking about the, the, the Mexico squad that he saw, that he remembered 
in the 2005 Confederations Cup? Yes. Now, do you think, you know, obviously I'm asking you to speculate, but do you think the Mexico that he saw in 2005, in terms of play and, 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 and performance and, and, you know, do you think he would, do you think he thought lesser of this one or the one in 2005? Well, I think it's clear. I mean, this was a this was a, a a bad team. It was a bad performance. I don't think it's even questionable. That team put up a that team played well. So, I mean, it's uh Now, see, here's the difference though. I mean, that team did play well in 2005. That was the last time we saw that team play well. They peaked in 2005. That was the I don't think that we, we we can safely say that uh that Osorio's teams have peaked. And frankly, it would. I mean, if, if if he can somehow pull that off to where they peak next year, then my what, dude, then whatever. My one hope. You know, congratulations. I guess because I I'm, you know, I was giving the guy the benefit of the doubt. I wanted to see what what he did with this tournament, and and my only one hope is that maybe behind the scenes the the, the federation knew that he was approaching this tournament with with his best players, but trying out different things, not totally. Going after it. Going after it. Because he needs that. Because if he's like that, like maybe, I don't know, and I'm still hoping that, that maybe somehow he'll find, he'll adjust some things and maybe he was willing to take more chances in this tournament, seeing as that it wasn't the World Cup and that maybe he'll be just more conservative. Because I think, I think we have the, I think, I think the team has the plenty of individual talent. to play more conservatively and steal games. I think there's a whole lot of talent there that, that you could, you know, make sure you, you address your shortcomings, which is d- the defense, and then just take your chances. And at least um, I think it'll reduce the score, the, the, the amount of goals they give up, and I think it'll still well, allow that individual one, play. So. <laughs> yeah, and I just think that, like, you know, you need to take a more, uh, you know, a more conservative approach against better competition. I mean, until you can routinely outplay them, which, you know, and, you know, it just seemed like the German team was, like, just bigger, faster, stronger, better technically. Just they looked better than them in, in a lot of aspects. In and, every and, aspect. Yeah. What, what other thing that bothers me with, with uh, you know, everybody's talking about, oh, after, you know, after the, the, the pitiful performance in, in, in 2000, uh, for the German team that they've been on this track since then. And it's like, okay, well, you know, to seem it's like, oh, we can't cut a processo because you just can't cut it for the sake of not cutting it, you know? And I, I, I've always been one to think that, you know, it doesn't matter just, you know, something's not going to get better just because you stick with it. You know, it, 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 it just so happens that it's worked for the Germans that, you know, they, They've been working methodically. Yeah, but for the a Germans long. have been playing the same style as long as I've been alive. Exactly, exactly. I mean... <laughs> you know, and, and they they see the game differently, and it's like you know, and you could, you know, you don't have to take my word. You can you know go back to the FMM and look at all the teams in the roster, the senior team, the twenty three team, the, the the other team. They have different coaches, all with different styles, and like no one really wants to step on any, any other you know coaches you know toes. And and I think that part of part of the benefit, I guess, one of the benefits that you if, you know, if the Liga MX was truly independent 
from from the national team is that you would have, you know, uh, a youth system that actually plays a certain style starting from the U12s all the way down, you know, towards, you know, the U20s and the U20 under 23s. And, and I think that that's part of one of the, you know, the successes of, of, of the German system. But, you know, to, to say or to insinuate that, oh, it's because they haven't cut their processes. That's, that's just a fucking lie. That's bullshit. It's, it's, it's what you do and how you do it. It's not just because of the sake of time. You know, you, you could be, uh, you know, uh, using the proceso for five years, 10 years. It doesn't matter. It could still be wrong. It's like Piojo from from last season, like all the changes that were made with the coaches last last cycle and this cycle, we could go with Osorio the whole the whole time, and and still end up with the same result. Uh-huh. Passing group stage and getting the first uh, the first game in elimination and, and, and going out. That you, could you be know, what this, this coming up. You, you know, you you mentioned the Germans, Ron, and it's it's um well one thing that that we should also keep in mind is that. Their their whole uh, development, player development, and and their whole structure. How if first division teams are required to have like, uh, damn. <laughs> did, well, did, did they have like a, a youth system, and they have to have like a coaching school, and and you know they're more strict on that. But but like they I think what they happened. Also have, they also have a better sporting culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and well, you know, I, I, I saved this quote from, um, I was reading this article and it was talking about, uh, Das Reboot, which, which was how the Germans restructured some of their, uh, I guess it was like their whole system for player development. And one of the, one of the people involved with it said how, how they used to like focus in trying to find stars. Which, which, you know, to me is like, it's kind of what we do in Mexico. You know, we, the teams they have, we have youth teams, but if they don't identify like a player that's going to be a star, they just kind of like let, let the players rot in the second, third divisions. Well, one thing I also read recently that they do is, is that the national team, I guess, or the federation pays the clubs. With the incentive to produce players after the after the after they I guess they failed uh, and they and just one of the things that they had in mind was to just do that too is like we actually is like all right you know we will pay you we to help us build a bit, a good national team which yeah. I thought was interesting uh, one of one of the things you know. Um, you know, for the longest time since I can remember, the gold standard was Brazil. Uh, that that was always the gold standard, and and I I honestly think that I think that the best footballing soccer nation is you know Brazil's no longer. Uh, I think that consistently since the 1950s it actually has been Germany. The amount of European you know titles and and the amount of uh, Semifinals and finals that they've reached in both European uh, in European Championship and the World Cup Championship, World Cup. It's actually a lot better record than than Brazil. In fact, you know if if you go to uh, if you look at the stats, I think in terms of World Cup wins, I, Germany now has over has uh, surpassed both in, in in amount of games played and wins 
than Brazil. And keep in mind that Brazil's also played every World Cup. Germany hasn't. You know, they, they, they missed a couple of them for obvious reasons. Yeah, this was their 15th uh, tournament final. Yeah. 1-5. And the Eurocopa didn't start till 1960. Yeah. So That's pretty, that's so, pretty good. So, I mean, in terms of, you know, and I think, you know, for the longest time, Mexico, at least the, the powers that be, was we always look, we always, you know, kind of like how, like, the United States started to study Mexico, and it's like, we need to beat them. I mean, that was also kind of like the mentality of Mexico. It's like, we need to study them and beat them. And it's funny because we know how to beat Brazil. We've done it. We've done, we do it at the youths. We know how to do it, you know, at the senior level, you know, uh, and, and I think, you know, I think that, uh, we may need to start looking at Germany. It's like, how do we beat these guys consistently? Well, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong in doing that. I mean, if you you're going to emulate and imitate. Why not do the I, the one I that think, does it best? I think so because I mean I was looking at Planet uh, Planet uh, Planet World Cup. I always go I always go into that website. I love that website. It's just World Cup statistics, and uh, you know Brazil's still number one, obviously, but because of the World Cup, you know the number of World Cups. But I think, but in terms of if you really study the World Cup, I think the best is really Germany. They've been they've been the most consistent. Oh, I thought we were going to the Citadel. Sorry, I was I was playing Citadel music. <laughs> I thought you were taking us in. I thought you were taking us in. I'll, uh... No, you're right, Ryan. It's uh, Germany has been. I mean, I said it last week, and you know, since since I've since at least since I've been alive, they were they've been just outstanding, and they've always been terrific. I mean, I mean, for for, for teams. To beat Germany, I mean, yeah, they had to play, you know, practically play perfect. I mean, just you know, just think of the the losses that Germany's had, uh, just even in recent World Cups. Uh, you know, the uh, they lost to Bulgaria in the, in the quarterfinals with two just absolutely superb goals. You know, within five minutes of each other in, in, in late in the second half. Yeah, and then they lost to Croatia. You know, almost and that was didn't Croatia beat them three nothing in, in in the quarterfinals in France? Yeah. Yeah, they beat them. So that, that, yeah, anyway. Uh, so that was probably as far as their worst performance. But uh, even Brazil, when they beat them, and of course that's a final. But in, in 2002, I mean, they had to. Ronaldo had to come up with something to. to they're just they're just a very hard team to beat. And I guess that that's been my biggest problem with Osorio is that it, is that for all the studying that you do of the opponent, I mean, can't you at least respect what they do best and, and like like try and contain that? I mean, he, it, it seemed like he just. Just just refuses to do that, and I'm not sure why that is. Why is that, Joel? What one of the things that also kind of that you know that uh, strikes me with German with German you know football is that they you know the German people didn't give their team a chance in, in '54. That's why they call it the miracle at uh, at Bern, and even for their night. Even for the the ninety World Cup, you know when you know when they were West Germany, they didn't give their team a chance. And these are the fans, dude. Man, and, th- and think of what that fifty four game did to. I mean, you know, not only did it propel Germany into what they are today, yeah. But I mean, Hungary used to, was the Germany of the of the of the first half of the twentieth century. I mean, they dominated everything. They dominated Olympics. Yeah. They were just they were just uh, you know traditionally super strong. I mean, they're, they're 
that was when they had Bushkash and all those guys, and they went to England, and then they just destroyed them at Wembley, like eight to three or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they were yeah. just the, the team. And after that, you never heard of Hungary, and you haven't heard from them since. They're just they just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, but like, but you're but 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 it's funny. Like what you were saying is like you know they didn't expect anything from their team in '90. They didn't expect anything from their team in '92. <laughs> Even even in, even when you know in the 2006 uh, 2006 World Cup, most Germans that I that I spoke to, they didn't expect their team to make it to the final. You know, right? And it's it's funny. It's like, dude, their fans have like lower expectations. You know, I'm like, and and, like like we have higher expectations. They have lower. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's funny. <laughs> and, even, and even that game, you know, when when Italy beats them too. I mean, Italy had to score two practically perfect goals yeah. just to win that game. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just so I, I just I, I guess that was what my what was my 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 has been my biggest frustration with with Osorio again is that you know you you you've been terrible in 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 this whole transition defense thing and you know the one thing you have to shore up against Germany and it just it just it just it never happens it's just uh, to, to answer your, this, yes Hoy. To, to answer your question uh Jon. It's it's to me it's obvious that Osorio's just he's gonna do the rotations train. That's that's his thing and he's not gonna change it for anything. I think that's that's what he wants to like be known for. He just doesn't wanna go to the World Cup. He wants to leave something behind. And you know, I think he feels that he could yeah, succeed see, with mean, that. Ronnie left something behind well you got both of y'all left something behind when you went to the World Cup in Germany. <laughs> 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 no, but 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 you know, which makes me wonder, like, how was that conversation that Santiago Batrums had with Osorio? You know, when when he offered him the national team, and he and it's like, you know, probably asked Osorio, what you know, what are what is your idea of of you know what can you do with 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 the tricolor? And and you know, did, did he say, you know, I, I'm sure I could field a different team each and every game and get good results. I'm going to play as many people as I can, and you're going to lose in the round of 16. You know, I mean, because he had been doing his rotation and he had been somewhat successful, but I mean, and we said it here before, at the club level is different. You, you're you with your squad. And you have 70 games to play. Yeah, and, and you, you know, you train on a daily basis and, and – yeah, you can implement all those ideas with with the national team. You you get a couple of days and you see the team every few months. So, uh, hey, hey Hoyle, did, yes. did did you read the the, the Tom Marshall's uh, article about the five points or five questions to like the Sodio track tractors? What 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 yes. did you what did you think of his fifth point that uh, that uh, like it was I think it was fourth or fifth. Like it's time to listen to the players. And he's talking like, oh, that you know, the players that he's interviewed, it's like they really oh. support the, t- the team. I thought that <laughs> to me, I thought that to me was BS because every player is going to publicly yeah. say, you know, publicly going to say, oh yeah, yeah, we're doing, you know, even we're, even we're, when Chip, even yeah, even when Chippo was at the third bottom, yeah, the players were saying he needs to stay, and they were going to stay. Yeah, they players were. are. We, yeah, we've seen it. Even with with Ojitos, when when the you team think, couldn't win, and you, you think Tom was reaching with that point? I mean, that says. I'm... I mean, I, I you know he <laughs> he's he's not a biased guy. You know, I, I think he he always tries to be fair. 
but I think when it comes to the national team, I, I think the more he covers the game, uh, the more he's going to realize that <laughs> some of these things, they're just repeating themselves. So, like, for us, for us, viejitos, we've, we've been there, you know. We've seen it time and time again. So, so we're yeah. not surprised. We're not uh- – we're not surprised to see that. Uh, I mean, I, you know, when players were getting behind Sven Goran Eriksson, it's like, okay, whatever. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like what John John has said in the past is like about it's like you you want those interviews. You're tired of those goddamn cliches, you know. It's like you want those honest answers, and you really my, rarely get them. My my only thing on this article was he discounted um, Piojo in like one sentence. Didn't really put yeah, why. Yeah, going why it was backwards. a step, and it's like, well, at least explain it because, um, you know, to to me, the Osorio's team hasn't surpassed, at least personally, how how Piojo's team played. No, they haven't. You yeah. know, and I, they get criticized heavily for Gold Cup and how bad, but but he won it. <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, you know, seriously, then that's the thing, though, is it. You know, when do you want your team to peak? Do you want your team to peak in the Gold Cup in 2011 like it did for Chepo, which was just very unfortunate? It's, it's it, you know, we looking back, I know that's the reality, but it just, uh, it was, uh, it was really was tragic for Chepo because he really is a good coach and it just, it just didn't work out for him. And then with La Volpe was, uh, it was 2005. Uh, you know, even, even with Hugo, Hugo kind of had a mini peak. With the Copa America, but he wasn't really done yet. I, don't, I, don't, I think his team was still on the way, but he never got a chance to see where they were going to be. Wait, wait, John, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I think La, La Volpe's uh, fatal mistake was leaving out Guatemoc. And Bofo. In the World Cup? Yeah, I think he led, he led that. He, he let his, his personal grudge get the best of him. And, 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 and Bofo. And I would have taken Bofo more than Guau. But and, I think those two teams, those two players, should have. Well, our good friend Jason recently wrote about. He wrote an article for Four Four Two about, you know, about Cuatemoc and and his leadership, and you know, I I think that that hurt him. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 what's killing Mexico right now. That you know, people, I I said that. Uh, I had a little uh, little Twitter conversation with uh, with Naive Moran after uh, was this week, and I talked about Chaton. And uh, you know the reason I thought Chaton was going to be a national team fixture is because is because he is he he is a leader. I mean he is a he is a guy that can that they, that can rally the troops, that that can get him going and get him going in a, in a certain direction. Is he the best? Was he the best passer in the world? Absolutely not. But he was great in the air. He was uh, you know good defensively. He got the ball back. Isn't that what what, what he's supposed to do? And that's what he did very well. You know, did, did could he you know put a forty yard pass on you know on a on a dime? No, but he could get it to guys that could. And it just you know he, he got injured and it just never really worked out for him. And apparently now he's in the second division. But but that's the kind of guy that Mexico needs. And I think it was supposed to be Chaton. It just it just his career, his his career was derailed. And they haven't been able to. They don't, they don't have anybody that that has any kind of leadership on that team. That, that you know that that has that kind of moxie. They just don't have it. You know, it's not Guardado. It's I mean, Chicharito's trying. God bless him, but he just doesn't. You know, he doesn't have the. You have to perform to be able to have that kind of pull, and no one, no one has seemed to to really get going with this with this national team. You know, you know the fact that they still have to bring Rafa back, and and God bless Rafa for being thirty eight. 
to, 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 to bring him back specifically, you know, more for his role than, than for him, yeah, for what he actually plays. We got a problem. And it's not going to get any better. You know, soon. you know, John, I, I think, uh, well, not the same position. I think that maybe Gael Sandoval has a chance to become a leader on the national team if he gets his chance. I think uh, he's almost a leader on the team now. I was to see him uh, not go to the Gold Cup. I thought that he was would have been a slam dunk. I don't think they need a. I don't think they need a leader. I mean, Rafa. I don't see him. When Dude, he, they they desperately need a leader. Well, he, yeah, I agree. Leader. Desperately, uh, Rafa wasn't wasn't a leader. Germany. Are you kidding me? What? Dude, uh, Rafa no, it was in this, in this game in Germany. Unqualified leader. No, in this game versus Germany, when was he rallying the troops and and being a leader? When he almost scored two goals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> minute, that's on the. I know that's playing the game. That's not being a leader and rallying the troops. That's doing an individual. <laughs> that's mute, what mute, someone mute Chiki. Each guy, each person needs to go out and play. No, hey, Chiki, hey, do we have to? We have to mute you. Example. Chiki's, Chiki's. Yeah, you sometimes, sometimes when you're playing those type of games against those type of adversaries and stuff like that, and you're getting beat. Sometimes you need that player that doesn't give a shit about the score. He just wants to play because he wants to beat that opponent bad and and, and not let other things affect him. And, like, for example, like, you know, Guatemo Blanco, he didn't care if you were Brazil, Germany. He didn't care, you know, the, the, the circumstances. He was going to play full 90, you know. And, and I think, you know, what these guys, I guess what they're trying to say is that we're not really – we don't really have that. No. So, but everyone is mental, mental, our mental midgets. It has nothing to do with they, that. They need a Rafa to come in to boost their morale so that they won't be intimidated by a German. Like all, all teams, no, well, all teams have, like. You got the doctor, you, right? You, you see it, like, Brazil when they lost Neymar at the World Cup. And there was a whole change in, in the team's morale, you know? But, 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 but true, but I don't even think with Neymar, I don't think that the result would have been that different because, I mean, I think one of the best comments that I ever heard, that I heard throughout the whole, you know, German German ass raping of Brazil was that that, you know, when the players, when Brazil was just getting their asses handed to them, one of the things that surprised is like, you know, if you were to go back to the Brazil of the of the, of the 80s, even to a certain degree, the 90s, and they were started to lose 3-1 three, three or 4-1. Okay, gonna, maybe, maybe it's not... Make you pay for it. Maybe, maybe, maybe they are not going to win a fair, you know, they're not going to win a, a, a fair, uh, fair play award, but they're going to start hacking. They're going to start beating you. They were going to start getting dirty. Now, you may not agree with that, but it's because you still have those players that cared and, and, and maybe they're showing it the wrong way. And that's a valid discussion, but it's like with these guys, they were just taking it. And, 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 <laughs> and, to, and to a certain degree, to a certain degree, I think your, European football has done that. They made they made Brazil a sandwich. <laughs> they did. I mean, to a certain to a well, certain. But, but but Brazil quit being Brazil when when the you know for the past I don't know you know seven eight World Cups they don't you know, they might have one guy that plays in Brazil and the rest of them are you know in Serie A or yeah, where. Yeah, the, the criticism John has been that a lot of clubs have been catering to the to the European style. I, a lot that, of times they they favor the really tall, strong. Type player, and they will overlook a lot of their, you know, their Brazilian players. <laughs> Man, my my point was just that if the whole play, if all the whole team needs one guy to be to step up to be example, then that's that's weak. No, I'm not saying that the other guys aren't stepping up. What I'm saying is, is, is there's just 
I don't think that yeah, these guys have, have certain qualities that other players on the team just don't have. Those are qualities that that, that a team needs. But you know, you know, if you look, if you look at a lot of the the, the teams and the stories, if, if you hear the stories of the players, they always have that one player that can motivate or lift the player's spirits up. And, and I think one of the most famous ones is from the from the Maracanazo with with Uruguay, and and they're playing for the championship and and. Uh, the Uruguayan, um, the directivos, they go to the locker room before the game and he says, uh, you know, he's like, just don't get embarrassed out there. And But the team captain was like, you know, he was like, F that noise. You know, we, we could beat these guys. You know, we're going to play hard and we're going to beat them. And, and uh, players like that make, can make a big difference. And, uh, and, and, even, and, and, that, and there's, that needs and, to be and, around and, the whole team, though. Every yeah. every single German Germany player is confident. Every single Chilean player Dude, is I, well, the, the, But every single Mexico player is confident. I'm, that there's, I'm, we're not, I'm not questioning them. I'm just saying that, they're, that the Germans had, had, had the one guy. It was, what was number, number seven? It was a Draxler. Yes. Who, who was the, the guy to just to set guys straight. You know, right. it's, not, it's like, hey, man, we need to go do this. Then Mexico just – I remember in the 2011 Gold Cup, uh, Rafa didn't play that much. Actually, I'm sorry. They, Rafa did play. It was Rafa and Torrado. I mean, there was no doubt. Who was call? Who was calling the shots on the field uh, in those games? I mean, they both of them the whole game were pointing, pointing, pointing. They they were telling everybody where. I mean, it was it was they were they were they were literal traffic cops. Yeah, I, I did. Did you see that when we played? Uh, when we watched them? Uh, well, you were probably you were taking pictures. You probably, but it, it it just doesn't happen as much. There just there's no one. There's just no. It just there 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 is a there's a leadership void on this team, and 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 no one has stepped in to fill the void. Have have yeah. you seen have you seen that video that montage of of, of, of Travis Pujols of uh, basically setting his team his teammates straight? Pujol, yeah, it wouldn't surprise no, me, Captain Caveman. No, like, <laughs> no, but, but like, have you seen like for example, like one one he, he, one of his players is like you know crying about something thrown on the field and he just gets the shit from his from his hands, throws it back. He's like, dude, get back to play. Or, 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 like, I'm gonna try to find that video of, of Pujol, but I mean, it's like that type of player, dude, that, that is like, yeah. that just motivates his other players. He gets in their, in their, in their, in their faces. And you see that in every sport. I mean, there, there's, there's statistics, like, for example, you know, with Lawrence Taylor, you know, he, he was gonna get, you know, on, on his teammates' asses, you know. Man, Joel does it to us on this show. <laughs> maybe not on, maybe not on camera or on the mic, but he, he, he motivates us to, to, to do better shows. Sure, so yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Yon. That, that is true. That is true. Yeah. So yeah, it's just you know, someone needs to step up in that role. I personally thought it was going to be Chaton. Uh, it just it, it never it never came to pass, and uh, they just uh, you know they haven't had a guy like that. They had, I mean, I mean, back in the eighties, it was Tomas Boy. I mean, there's a reason why they call him El Jefe. I mean, he, <laughs> you know, that's he was the boss on on the field, and. Uh, you know, Benjamin Galindo was the same way in the '90s. I mean, that whole that whole '90s team. I mean, there were there was a whole bunch of them on them. I mean, yeah, Beto, Beto Aspe, man. Yeah. You know, I never yeah, saw him like nervous or anything. He, I mean, he they called his... Nacho Ambriz's nickname was El Sargento for God's sakes. I mean, you can't get any more. Dude, even now, Beto has a commentary, dude. Do you see sometimes the the the, the eyes he gives uh, Andres Marin, dude? Dude, it's like, dude, like he, he like looks at him, dude, with long stares, like he's like, 
dude, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you after this after this telecast. <laughs> you know? And like he spreads he spreads fear, dude. <laughs> El Beto. El Beto. All right, so let's talk about this uh, this gold cup. Uh, what what? Uh, uh, know, uh, sorry, going going back onto that, you know, where you know teammates, you know, you know, spreading that type of fear. If you go to if you Google or if you YouTube the Centenario for America with with Jose Ramon, where he has uh, Patino, Sage, Germán Villa. Thank you. I knew you were going to play that. <laughs> okay. Germán Villa, Germán Villa is telling, uh, Jose Ramon, uh, a little anecdote about, you know, Asage and the way, like, you know, how intimidating he used to be. But, you know, like, it was, a, it's a really funny bit. So you guys, you know, Google it. I, I thought I enjoyed it now. So, so Saguinho was, was that guy? I would, I, I could see that. Saguinho was like that, but what made the bit funny was that, uh, you know, Cuauhtémoc Blanco and Germán Villa, they, they kind of like, you know, like Germán Villa was uh, was imitating Saga with his, like, you know, his uh, Brazilian accent. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> watch it, dude. It's hilarious. That is awesome. We'll have to watch that. We'll have to, we'll have to uh, yeah, maybe we can uh, get some drops out of that. That'll be, that'll be good stuff. All right, so let's uh, move on to the, uh, to the Gold Cup. Now we have, uh, we will have coverage. Of the Gold Cup, uh, I know that uh, the Dan will, will be in. Dan, are you are you are you fully fully stocked and ready to go to the Gold Cup? I am. <clears throat> I haven't gotten approved for the press conference yet, but um, I got to mix it. So yeah, I'll be there. Excellent, excellent. No, and I'll be I'll be in Denver. Chiquis, we're hoping that you'll be in San Antonio, but you said it's it's iffy. Yeah, it's doubtful right now, but we'll see. But did you get accepted? You got uh, credited, right? Yeah. As a photographer. Um, it doesn't say, so I don't I'll have to figure that out. I don't think, well, if you had to, probably had to apply as a photographer. Oh, uh, okay. Either way, I'm going to try to for sure go to the Dallas one, though, if the semifinal. Excellent. Yeah, so we'll have that, and then, uh, and then uh, I'll be in Denver, and uh, I don't think we'll, we'll be able to get the, up to uh, Santa Clara, but we'll, uh, we'll definitely figure that out. Who's eating but, ice cream? Uh, ice cream. Oh, that's, that's me. <laughs> you're gonna get a you're gonna get a, a blue a blue bomber. <laughs> uh, Dan wants Sunday flip, a junior flip. Man, I tell you what, the uh, junior flip. The uh, did y'all ever have the vampiro uh, uh, popsicles in Mexico? I had a vampiro at a bar. Oh, the, the vampiro well, in the when bar I was nine. Was that, was that? Well, there's a vampiro drink with tequila with uh, salsa buffalo. Is that a vampiro? I don't know what was in it, but I, I had a few. It seemed like it was the only mixed drink they made at the place. No, so a vampiro popsicle was uh, it was it was ciruela and Jamaica, and those were the two flavors. Uh, it was outstanding. I, I, I highly recommend them. If, if they don't make any more, they should be ashamed of themselves because that really was a was a good one. But anyway, moving on to the uh, to, to to the gold cup. Uh, so I would assume that uh, Mexico uh, is going to play the first game. Is it, is it El Salvador? Is that the game you have, Dan? Mexico El Salvador. Yep. Yep. And Jamaica. And I have. I have, I have um, that'll be fun. Yeah. 
Curse, you know, Curse might be uh, one of those little surprise uh, surprise teams like Guadeloupe that has a bunch of guys that uh, you know maybe just have relatives from Curacao. You know, a bunch of Dutch guys. So, so they oh. they, they they could be a surprise team. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So uh, that that'll something to keep an eye on. Anywho, um, so what, what what should we expect for this team, and and, and who out of uh, out of this team has a chance to to make the jump to the to, to the next team? I think anybody has a, a chance, really. Uh, I think we can look back at some of the previous Moleto tournaments that where they sent an alternate squad, and and most. Most of the time, you're able to discover some somebody or someone's able to shine, and, and so well, you're right. maybe yeah. something something like Burrito. Um, I'm thinking maybe he could, because uh, he I think his position is uh, really thin. So, and maybe some some yeah, guys at right back. Orbelin. You know, I would almost try out Orbelin at right back. I honestly think Orbelin would have been part of the Confederation if it wasn't for the Gold Cup. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, you are you are probably right. In is he wearing the ten Orbelin? Because he should. Uh, I, I kind of have. He, he is wearing the ten. Is I kind of have a feeling that uh, Arena is going to get the better of uh, Osorio with his alternate squad. I, I think Arena's gonna. Arena's a practical guy, man. I think he's a practical coach. This defense isn't as leaky, though. Dude, are you kidding? We 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 saw him leaking all over the field at Reliant. Cesar Montes, uh, that's my pick. Cesar Montes, Joel, you think that's the guy that's gonna make the jump? He he should have been playing. I mean, we both saw it, John, at the Olympics. That uh, Montes Sal- Salcedo pairing. They were terrific. And. To not ex- keep using that, to me, I think it's been a mistake. You know, and, and then the, he gets Alcelo, but he plays him on the wing, so I don't... Probably do the same with Montes. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. No, yeah, Montes, uh, you know, definitely has an opportunity. I think Orbelin has an opportunity, although Dan says that, uh, and he's right, that, that he probably would have been on the Confed Cup team had there not been a, a Gold Cup a week later. Who comes up with these schedules? And you know another guy who uh, unfortunately would have had a huge opportunity was was going to be Alan, uh, Alan Pulido, but uh, it uh, didn't work out for him. So now we have El, El Cubo, and uh, you know maybe this will get him back in the fray. But uh, what, what what should we expect from 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 Cubo? Are we going to see some robot dancing? We hope, right? He needs some good. He needs some good service. He needs some better moves. You know, he only has the one. He needs to he needs to add to his repertoire. He needs to come up with some other 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 robot moves. You know, like like you can have the one for if he scores one goal, but if he gets a second goal, then he has to do something. You know, like add to it, and then by the third one, he has to have his arms swinging down. You know, like a one of those robot moves. See, I say stuff, and I think that I'm being funny, guys. And as you say, all I get from you all is nothing. Just, just nothing. <laughs> Makes me sad. Well, I have it on mute because I mean I'm not sure if the the audience is interested in listening to bedtime stories, but right to myself because it's low. 
Perhaps not. Came up, came up lame at the last, last time. He Dan, was unless they're Andrew Dice Clay's dirty rhymes, no. <laughs> hickory dickory dock. Yeah. You remember those, Dan? I'm sorry, what was that? I said, unless you're listen, unless the nursery rhymes are from Andrew Dice Clay, no. Nah. You like no. gladiators. <laughs> you, remember those, you remember those nursery rhymes from uh, Andrew Dice Clay? Uh, who doesn't? Oh, okay, good. So you so you think uh, uh, Ron that uh, that the USA is going to take this? I kind of have a feeling. I think uh, with the current climate that uh, Mexican soccer is in right now, with you know the pressure and and uh, I, I I think so. I think the U.S. is on the up and up, you know, and I think that Osorio didn't convince people. You know, after well, you know, the reality for the U.S. is, is that as as you had mentioned, what how Mexico was in in 2007 when Hugo took over, uh, they're kind of a team in transition too. So it wouldn't surprise me at all to see if the U.S. has a good Gold Cup, which I think obviously they're they're going to. If 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 this group of guys doesn't become the base for his for his World Cup team. Who's off the team, or who's, or I guess I should say. Because I know it's a somewhat of an alternate squad that they're saying. So who um, the notables who are on, who are on the team? Like is Dempsey on there? I'm assuming Pulsic is. Pulsic. No, that's uh, they have uh, the, the guy from FC Dallas, uh, 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 Kellen Acosta, who's who's terrific. He's a really good player. Uh, I don't have the I have an email that has Jordan that. Morris, isn't it? Yeah, Jordan Morris is there. Uh, Brad Guzan is their go- is their goalkeeper. So they have they have quite a few. Uh, because I think they're going to be a well-organized team. I just um, um, don't know how offensive they're going to be able to be. They I'm have sure. uh, Omar Gonzalez from Pachuca. Uh, they have like Bessler, I think he's, he's a regular in the, in their first in their senior team. Uh, they got some some Wait, players. Is that the guy that plays for Germany? Because I know it's a, they're setting up pretty well experienced. He's Maybe at forty the, now, profe. Hey, what's up, guys? They, they have oh, Joe Corona. Good. Hang on a second, Juan. With a uh, Joe Benny Corona. Well, we'll get back to that roster to said, but we do have to introduce a, a Juan Uribe who joins us for the first time in, in, in what appears like months. Coach, ¿qué onda? Profe. ¿Qué onda? ¿Qué onda, Chilango? ¿Qué me dices? ¿Qué me dices, profe? I mean, ¿qué onda, John? All right. So who, 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 else, who else is on the uh, who else is on the? Uh, hey, Habib. <laughs> well, they have a uh, Brad Kusan, so he started for them before as a goalkeeper. Uh, you know, just just going through the names that I, you know, names that I remember. Uh, D- defenders: Bessler, Gonzalez. And uh, Graham Susi. They have uh, uh, Matt Hedges Miazga, who uh, is on Chelsea. Was Jorge Villa Villafana from Santos is on this team. That Paul. Uh, they have Paul a Chelsea Viola. player. Does that guy start, or is he in their youth team? So, what what is this going to save to? Uh, 
to Osorio on the FMF, if let's say that like like these guys like Omar Gonzalez and and and, and Paul Arriola and Joe Benny end up end up making the World Cup team and and having a pretty decent World Cup, that, that you know is Liga MX good enough to produce players for the U.S.'s national team, but not for Mexico's? I, I think that's been the case for a long time. Uh, I think it's only recently where we, you know, we're, we're being kind of Euro snobs. Even with the Guardado to Betis, I, I might be in the minority. I don't see how that's a good move. Well, I mean, he's 30 years old, so he's, I mean, he's going to get, I mean, yeah, but at PSV, he's he's more of a team leader. He played Champions League, you know. Betis, he's going to be what? Like 12th Rele- in the league Rele- if they're lucky. Yeah, relegation zone. Who's his manager at Betis? Oh, man, no idea. Because I know, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, nuestro estimado uh, Beto Campa, he took a pay cut just so he could be on this uh, uh, star-studded cast here with uh, Cantina MX, you know? Maybe that's what Guardado's doing. Did you say Guardado's taking a pay cut, or he's taking a pay raise? Oh, it's the managers. Yeah, Quique, sorry, Quique Quique sorry the other. All right, so the U.S. roster is not necessarily an alternate roster. I mean, they've they've got quite a few uh, names on here, so it's like a question, John. Yes, coach. Is uh, Sebastian Legit on the on that roster or? Uh, what position does he play? Midfield, I think. Da, 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 they have Arriola, Bedoya, Corona, McCarty, Acosta, Roldan, Rowe. No, it doesn't look like it. Sebastian Legit. Yeah, he's not on there. But Dom Dwyer is and Juan Juan Aguilera. So I mean this 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 is a pretty strong team for the US. I mean don't don't um yeah, but like I said, I think I think I think with, with the names on here, I, it would not shock me at all if if if, if a, more than a handful of these guys end up on their on their World Cup team in, in twenty eighteen. So this is uh and so it, who would that be then for 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 for, for this team? I know that we we mentioned a couple of guys. I mean how many guys even in the twenty thirteen uh, gold cup the uh, there were ended up there was like four or five uh, players from Mexico that ended up on the on the World Cup team, and in the 2009 Gold Cup, if y'all remember, that became the base of the Gold Cup team. Who were were the youngsters? That's when we were, you know, for whatever reason, we were very excited because we had a bunch of 20 year olds that were playing on the senior side, playing pretty well. I mean the. Hey, 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 John, uh, I got another question for you. Yes, maybe, coach. Maybe totally can answer this. Now, uh, let's say this uh, based uh, squad for, for the U.S., um, and they're basically going going up against uh, the Jose Luis Real uh, and his colleagues, uh, you know, the players they have produced for, uh, for Liga MX. Let's say. Are you really asking me this question, or are you asking me this question by proxy? <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me finish. All right, all right, all right. So, so that's uh, the background of my question. My question is, what does that mean for uh, for the for the Jose Luis Reales of the Mexican League if, if this MLS team, uh, you know, beats the guy MX uh, squad? 
Well, you know, they have like like five guys from Liga MX on the squad. So, but anyway, uh, I think that that's a, that's a question that I can't answer. I'm I'm, I'm going to pass that question along to 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 my esteemed colleague Joel, who I think would be a better better equipped to answer this question because I don't think it was directed to me anyway. I think Prophet Cambiarayas knows. He's he's just trolling. <laughs> oh. Unidos y divididos por el amor a la camiseta. Esto es Chiva contra Chiva. It's been a while since we've had a good Chiva contra Chiva. So go ahead, Joel. Go ahead, Joel. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to change your no. your your. But that does bring up a box. So what is that going to do to Liga Mekis if uh, if if uh, the U.S. wins this with the with the, with the MLS base? No, it's not going to do frankly anything. Could very well happen. It's not. So is it a good point? I mean, because look, look, look at just the mentality. Um, even when things go well, we we just you know the the league doesn't take advantage. You had the 2011 rule, and, and some players, some good players, came out of that. And the clubs protested against having that rule. You know, uh, in the past you had Chivas doing really good with using their youth system. That you know, now you have Pachuca, but majority of teams still don't don't care enough. You know, it's not it's not going to do anything. You, you you see the youth teams win, and then the players return and, and they don't get any playing time. And the players that they beat end up end up coming to play in Mexico and taking their jobs. Yeah, pretty much. Because because the difference being those players got playing time in, in their respective leagues. I mean, I mean, honestly, the, the, does it, the, would it would it really matter <clears throat> if the. Uh... I mean, as far as comparing leagues, I don't. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't think it would matter at all. I don't think it matters. But, but this is a this is a Mexican team that's the based championship goat team against MLS slash Liga MX non Chivas teams, which would be you know sub campeones or not. They're not even Liga. So yeah, you know, and it, it, and uh, in the case of uh, Omar Gonzalez, he was actually at Chivas. Uh, Handle the pressure of being called a gringo. So I wonder how Jolie deals with that pressure. Jolie, when you get called gringo, how, how do you react? It, it's never happened, uh, but it, oh. so I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, 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 I get called gringo all the time. I get called gringo. <laughs> you got actually, you got actually go to Mexico. Here, here all in Mexico. Oh, yeah, you, who's that? What do you mean, Jolie? Never been to Mexico. It's it's been Jolie? years, man. Yeah, if you go to, I mean, if unless you have a unless you don't have an accent, like I go to Mexico, I'll have a slight accent. I only get referred to as Si Patron. Well, I always get I always get the Estoy aquí para servirle, señor. I'm sure that's not all they call you. <laughs> what are you talking about, Dad? <laughs> They say mando usted, and I was like, oh, okay. 
I mean, I, so, I, you know, I, it's funny that you guys are talking about the U.S. a lot. I think that there's a team in this Gold Cup that I think could could could, could very well steal it. Costa Rica and it's Panama. Costa, and you think Panama too? Well, yeah. that Panama was bringing the kids. Really? Yeah. Okay. But they need they need to man. Do you think El Salvador is going to throw it away? <laughs> think they learned their lesson, Ron. We need to bring our friend back, El Pajaro Picón, to, to talk about it. You know that was that was too bad for us because they actually had a pretty decent uh, uh, crop of young players. That that was. Uh... That's what they get for demanding Gatorades, John. That's right. And then when Carlos de los Cobos was there, he you know there were a couple of games, and didn't he beat uh, Vasco? Yeah, that in the in the home game. Yeah. There was, I think, it was Vasco's first match. Yeah. Uh, you you know, it's interesting. One of the things he's he complained about was that the national team did not have their own uh, training fields. No. And they had they had to borrow the club, you know, one of the clubs. Uh, a stadium to play it. Yeah, facilities, and and that was one of his demands. He, he had like a list of demands if he was to stay, and but I mean the the money the people just didn't want to put the money, you know, or or the money wasn't there. I got, a, I got a question. The, Fire. Uh, uh, probably will incite Ronnie, but a scenario where Osorio would be fired in the Confederation Cup, in my mind, would have been if they would have gone up against Chile instead of Germany. And Chile wasn't going to have mercy. I think Germany was merciful. Chile probably would have beat Mexico 5-1. But in this Gold Cup scenario, what 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 would be the uh, situation where Osorio was you know, we get even more heat. Like, say, if he lost to the U.S. But he's not, not, coaching, not coaching the Gold Cup. They got the other guy coaching. No, I, I heard he is. Back? I heard he's coming. Yeah, I heard he already took over the reins. Yeah, he started placing cones over the field and started <laughs> talking strategy. No, but uh, Beto, I don't think I don't I, I don't I, I don't think that even not winning the Gold Cup. Osorio's there for the for for Russia. Okay. Like I've, you know, that's that's just. So you from Mexico, this tournament is not really a big deal. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it. I think it's a huge deal because, you know, they need to you, save face. No, you win. You win this, and at least you have half your ticket. You have half your ticket to the Confederations Cup in, in Qatar. Qatar. And you know what's you know, and if they don't, they're gonna have more pressure. Come uh, come, uh, what is it, 2019, when they play the second the the other Gold Cup, and if that's the case, if the U.S. wins this one, I have a feeling I have a feeling because that by that point, U.S. is gonna have a lot less pressure uh, for the 2019. So it is it is a big deal. Uh, you know, and for them that's like, oh, we don't need to win it. I think that's just the wrong attitude. And you know, I, I was about to comment that or, or ask you guys a question if you thought that this was more of uh, the Molero Gold Cup, the one with uh, you know with lesser players uh, attending, and maybe the next. You know, I almost feel like like this off one. Yeah. If they got rid of that ridiculous. You know, laser ball thing. 
that if, if, if they're, if they're going to if they're going to continue to have this tournament, to just go ahead and make it a U23. Because let's face it, the, the Mexico fans will go see anybody in a green shirt. And, and that's and then that's a big big reason why this tournament has been is held every two years. And Mexico fans, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I mean, it's whether it's a U23 or whatever it is that there will be fans there, and there'll be and there'll be fans there for Honduras, and there'll be fans there for El Salvador, you know, and, and... yeah, because those guys get to see their team even less. Right. So there will always be fans for the Gold Cup, and so it just doesn't matter who. Who they trot out, so just make it a U23. I mean, and, and it would actually help. It would help the region because it it would give everybody a chance to give the players that kind of a, uh, experience. And that way, you give your, you know, your 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 proper senior players. You know, you give them a summer off. I mean, you know, they need to get back to their their team's preseason. I mean, how how many guys are going to be behind and aren't going to be worth the Snot to their to their club teams until like eight nine weeks into the season because they're playing this tournament. Let them go on vacation, man. These Confederation Cup players are having some fun vacation, from what I'm seeing on Instagram. God bless them. Where are we, Chickies? Where is uh, where's where's Giovanni vacationing right now? Probably L.A., but Jonathan is, uh, I think, somewhere in Spain. Well, he's in love. Oh yeah, but uh, he, he is. He is. He, is, he made it official. He's in love. Was that oh, yeah. Beto? It wasn't Beto. It wasn't anyone on this panel. Sadly, I know that. Uh, I know that. You know, we all were hoping to get that rose, but uh, it wasn't any of us. So it's, it's it's some. I don't know. Who it is just some some lady, some lucky lady who has who has made. Jonathan, the luckiest man on the on the planet right now. You know he's the. Well, that's good that they're vacated. They need the vacation. They need to let off some steam. I got no problem with that. So, is this, for you, uh, married, for you married guys, do you guys use a lot of the Instagram, like you know, the whole with the, with the you know the better halves and stuff like that, or not? Ronnie, I have seen the Wonder Woman trailer like hundred and fifty times. Oh. Wait, what was the question? It's like uh, Beto, Beto posted the uh, the one with Javier Aquino and his and his girl today. So do I post pictures of on Facebook? It's all it's all about the kids. Couple pictures, couple pictures. Oh, couple pictures? Uh, no, not really. It's mostly the kids. My wife will do that. I don't do that. Uh, when we go somewhere, we'll take selfies. Yeah. That kind of thing, yeah, sure. I only post stuff on Facebook when I'm traveling somewhere cool. I don't want people to be jealous that I'm going to someplace cool. You know, part of me gets a uh, gets a little bit paranoid. That's why sometimes I'm, I'm like, I don't, I don't um, like. I never bring it up most of the time, just because um, I don't like to live post anything, just because I'm paranoid. Because then they know I'm not home. A lot of bad yeah. people out there. Strong, uh, strong social media lessons from from Escondido. I know a lot of people. Thank know. you, Dan. Yeah, dude. I, I uh, was it during the two thousand the the Euro Cup 
the two the two thousand the one that the last one that Spain won. Uh, I was on my lunch break and I had met up with my uh, my business partner and we went to go eat at uh, we went to go eat at a at a at a restaurant. And he made the point. That's a lot of code code words you just used. No, no. Know. But what happened? What happened was that he tagged me. You know, he tagged me that we were at this place. And next thing you know, my phone starts beeping. My phone starts ringing, and I start getting text messages with, with a couple clients. It's like you know, thinking that I was lying to them. You know that you know that I was going to be somewhere. It just turned into a whole huge mess. So that's like why I don't really like. One of the reasons why I don't like. You know doing the whole social media thing like you know like like religiously you know I, I don't really like knowing people knowing where I'm doing or where I'm at you know I'll, I'll post it usually after the fact you know but rarely you know what I find amazing about the whole social media thing yeah uh, is 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 the con is, is for some folks to just you know ha- have the need to update something like 30 times a day those th- th- that's what I don't get about uh, about 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 that's like well I don't, I don't just boggles the mind. I'm kind of like you, Ronnie. I want to, you know, and if I'm going to do anything, I usually try and do it like in a, like, like, like in, in some role that I've accepted for myself on, on, uh, on Twitter. So I just, but you know, yeah, just very strange. Yes. Yes. Like, like I don't, I rarely do things live. I'll, I'll post things like after the fact, you know, or, or, or stuff like that. It's just, you know, uh, learn my lesson, you know. It's like an after-school special. Yep. Do they still air those? Is, is, is that still a thing, or am I really showing my age? What's that? After-school specials. You don't even know what no, I'm talking about. That's no longer. A no, thing. they're 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 done. Okay, they're okay, done. just after <laughs> GI Joe, whenever they would be the little learning lesson. But even yeah. like those uh, those movies, I'm pretty sure all this stuff is done. You learned you learned a lot of strong, you know, a lot a lot of long, strong, powerful messages watching those. Yeah, now we just need to know what's lit and all that stuff, you know. Was it lit? What are we? Are we lit and woke? Is that what we are now? Woke, trending. Well, obviously, the Cantina MX podcast is all of those things. We, we are we are indeed all of those things. So does Mexico make the final of this thing? I mean, that that's really the only way, the, the only barometer you can you can judge. Is, I mean, are they going to make the final? Do they make the final on this? Dan, do they make the final? Uh, I'm going to say no. Dan says no. Savage. I think they do. Right. Chicky says they do. Joel, do they make the final? I'm gonna go with well. Go well, okay. It's it's hard to know without um seeing who they could play. Yeah, same here. On, on the way to the final, oh, I mean, just, just just throwing seriously. out a guess out there because I mean they could play in the semifinals, Costa Rica or or U.S. and I'll say it could be a coin toss. There's between, no between way those. they're gonna play. In, they're playing U.S. in the semifinals. It's, it's it. and I'm not sure if Costa Rica. It's just not gonna happen. And they 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 they've come up with every scenario to prevent that from happening, and that's how they see the groups. It's just the reality. We will. But, uh, as, as long as they either they're either first or second in the group, we played just, them it's before. Just, it's just not going to happen. The very first Gold Cup. 
That was the very first World Cup when it wasn't even on TV. It was on closed circuit. <laughs> I guess they learned their lesson. Um, but I think they have the talent to be to be in the final. Yeah, but I'm uh, not sure where Costa Rica falls, but uh... you know, I'll be honest. I haven't seen I haven't seen none of the Moleros. I didn't see the Paraguay or the Ghana. Well, I mean, but you know who's on I the team, so you the know what they're doing. It's not like it's not like they're taking a bunch of cartuchos quemados from Liga. No, no, it's true, but. But those eight-player cambios, you know, they just don't sit well with me. So I don't, you know, if if we see the, it, well, which, to be which, fair, to, to be fair, they said that they weren't going to make the eight-player cambio until until after after the first two games. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, way, I could way, see what. Go ahead, John, go ahead, Joel. Oh well, I mean, I could see why, and that's because um, and then we said at the last show, Osorio won in seven players from the. Confederaciones to come into the Gold Cup to me that that leaves me sabor amargo, John. That's like you know to me it's like I'm I'm not too confident with this squad. Okay, if if logic holds, which is their group winners see in the quarterfinals, they would place the third a third in Group A or B, and and that's probably looking more like French French Guiana. And, and and either Nicaragua or Martinique, okay? Okay, yeah, we 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 got this. Okay, so then so then the in the semifinals, in the semifinals, if logic holds, they would be facing the runners up of Group C or Group A. So Group C would be most likely El Salvador. El Salvador, Group C, and what did I say? Group uh, Group A. Okay. Uh-huh. And that would be. Either Honduras or Costa Rica, which I think probably most likely will be Honduras. So uh, could be Canada. Could be Canada too. Uh, Canada is what group are they? They're in Group A. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Group A. Could be group, Canada. Group A. So so if so if Costa Rica wins the group, I, they're I, going I, on the other side of the bracket. I, I think. I think. I think. Looking at the schedule here, I think they can make the final. It's like you know. Uh, I, I really, I, I think that the, I think that really the teams that are most likely to win it's either going to be the U.S., Mexico, or Costa Rica. I, I really don't but, give the, the other teams a chance. So, Ron, are you saying that if, if Costa Rica and the U.S. win their group, then they get thrown on the same side of the bracket? Uh, well, their group, group winners B, is uh, U.S. No, yeah, group their B and Costa Rica a. is A. So yeah, they would be seeing each other in, in the semis semi, in the semifinals. Okay, if logic, if logic holds. So so it it could be a Mexico Costa Rica final, honestly. Yeah, I mean the U.S. team is a strong team, but let's face it, this is going kakaf. It's not like you know every te- you know team teams are a juggernaut. It's just it's just not going to happen. And and will Gager coach? I mean referee the semis. Did he go? Didn't he? Wasn't he the only one that went to the Confed Cup of Concacaf? Yeah. yeah. Tiger. Yes. He was the yeah. He was a Concacaf. Uh... Twelve player Geiger too. Twelve <laughs> player. <laughs> that was a good one. The twelfth player. Secret agent Geiger uh, too. You know. Do you honestly <laughs> think that? Uh, you know, you don't think right. that what that that his his. Uh, no, I think were for legitimate infractions. I do think they were legit, and and what surprised me a lot is how much the Mexican media cries when you know Things like go the, noise, 
penal. No, no, when, when, when calls go against us, like, no, not a penal and other stuff like that. Right. And then they, they finally did. And, and, and all they could do is, you know, is, is say corruption and all this stuff. Yeah, the, the dude on Univision should have, was, was, a, oh should, man, that was ashamed of himself. I think that was Edgar Martinez. I used to really like that guy. Uh, I, I, I thought he was an entertaining announcer. I thought he exactly. I thought he brought a lot of uh, enthusiasm and just a lot of humor, honestly, to, to to his to his shtick. It was, and I liked it. But after that, I was like, dude, that's just you. Just you can't do that. Yeah, John. If we yeah, had VAR, if we had that VAR system, uh, Gager would have did nothing wrong. That's right. That's right. You're absolutely, you're absolutely one hundred percent right. But you no know, one, everyone was going. Everyone was going for our throats, John, and that was just. The perfect scenario to, uh, you know, that was in the in the in the nascent stages of this podcast. If I if I if I'm not mistaken, in fact, I yeah. think we, we 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 may have done one that night. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't were know. If, I don't Cachirules know. If, I don't or were we Dos Ocero? No, that was Cachirules. That was uh, no, that was man. that was actually when, when we were we were dress rehearsing. I don't even think we were recording those. Wow, that was when that was when we'd get off the call and you and and Profe would have your six hour. She was power hours. She was catharsis. Yeah. catharsis. <laughs> so, so hey, uh, Joy, we do have uh, the Salvadorian Joel, or what's his name? Uh, uh, yeah, Joel Aguilar. Yeah, and, and we do have uh, Mark Geiger. Uh, Joel Aguilar, he's actually <laughs> he's, he's a pretty actually, good ref. Yeah, another he, amigo del tri. Yeah, he did a, the 2011 Gold Cup. <laughs> he did the 2015 Gold Cup. Uh, yeah, but both those games were very well officiated. I have, I have no issues with him. Yeah, yeah, he's a good ref. He also did a 2011. Uh, and I guarantee you, he'll be the ref in the final. Does FMF send Geiger a fruit basket on holidays? <laughs> uh, <coughs> who, who, who are the Mexican refs, Ron, that are going to be in the tournament? Uh, hold on, I'm just looking at that. The Mexican refs: uh, Garcia Orozco, Fernando Guerrero, Cesar Arturo Ramos. Those are the referees, and then the assistants are going to beat uh, Jose Luis uh, Camargo. No, I don't care about the assistants. Okay. <laughs> okay, so. I couldn't could tell you who the All right, so. so Actually, for, I, don't even, I don't recognize any of those names, to be honest with you. I guess that's a good thing because you don't want refs to be, like, you know, quote unquote superstars. All right, uh, okay. For Jair Marufo, is for the U.S., also Mark Geiger. Uh, I'm not familiar with Armando Villarreal from the U.S. But I do know Marufo, and I knew Marufo. I think he's also a friend of the three. I think he was asking for autographs of uh, the Mexican national team. Yeah, he was. He was posing for selfies on Instagram with the <laughs> yeah uh, comparing so, abs with Guardado. The, uh, let me see. Let me see. I, I'm not sure if that's the there was a amigos del three. There was a Panamanian uh, <laughs> uh, Panamanian uh, referee who's also kind of a friend del three, but I don't see him. And there was also like I think a Jamaican one, but I don't see him either. I'm sure they will make new friends in this tournament. Better. Concacaf is Mexico's friend, so that'll ensure a Mexico-U.S. final. Well, the uh, the bid the bid committee now is is, is finally official now. It's official. Yeah. yeah. And they put uh, they put your boy Yon Delisa, who was the, if I'm not mistaken, he was the he was the medal medal of the of the 2011 youth U uh, 17 in Mexico. Yeah, that's the guy. I personally, I personally thought we should have been running uh, 
running the guy Mackey's. Or at least uh, I think well, I think he'll be running the Federation one day for sure. Yon de Luisa? I thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought he'd be next, yeah. But he actually has at least some, you know, soccer knowledge in addition to the other stuff. So I don't think it would be a, a terribly bad choice. But he's a perfect choice for this. Hey, guys. Pedro, um, can, can you hook it up? Hey, so, uh, Profe, is, uh, is, is Mexico going to make the final of the Gold Cup or not? Um. No, nah, man. Gonna, I, th- I think it's going to be tough. I think they have the easiest path now that I look at it. I mean, if if you're saying they're playing Martinique or Nicaragua at the quarterfinals, and then Canada or Honduras as a, as as a pasta or El Salvador in the semis, then yeah, yeah, they have they have the, the, the they have they, the they, they should they should they should make it without any problem. Yeah, they this, have the easiest. Now that I look at it, they this, do have the easiest. This is Rosario's specialty too. These yeah, he is. He is the... ass, that's what he's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you know we he's have, gonna study the hell out of Curacao. We could know. have that that coach rotaciones, and Osorio could just coach. You know, are you guys Coca-Cola sure Cup that Osorio's games. coaching the Gold Cup? Yeah, sir. You know what? The, who, who would coach Mexico for the for the World Cup games though? Because I mean, Julian is the only guy who's so far done anything worth. Well, Profe, has worth. has your has your has your phone rung? Has or, your phone been ringing at all? You know what? Um, no, I'm talking uh, about you, man. coach. Yeah. No, no. Uh, uh, you know what it is? Is is Habib over there? That you know the curry maker. He's been uh, he's been block he's blackballing from uh, you know going going big time. <clears throat> it, 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 it's because you need you need to get your coaching licenses in order. They're not you gotta you gotta pay, dude. You gotta pay to play. Do you, are you gonna have to go to Nicaragua to get your uh, to get your coaching license, profit? <laughs> hey, speaking speaking of which, speaking of, Honduras, bro. Hey, speaking of which, watch the interview on YouTube with uh, La Volpe, where he's talking about just coaching in general. And uh, Diego La Torre was uh, they were they were talking about. In fact, uh, you know uh, what's his name? La Volpe was trying to convince La Torre to basically get his act together and start coaching. And, and and you know, in Diego La Torre, which which I have a lot of respect for, both as a player and as as, as a comment uh, commentator, that, that, those are the one, those are some of the few guys that when I like listen, I learn new things. I don't really say that about you know too many people, but La Torre is one of those guys that I do like listening to. But anyhow, uh, he, he's arguing. It's like no, La Volpe. It's just I don't have I don't have uh, the coaching license, and then La Volpe was just like cracking up. But you play. You don't need those papers. And it's like. Go pay somebody a thousand pesos and get your papers. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta watch that exchange. Dude. It was hilarious. You know, John, uh, he he did. Uh, Osorio did join up with the team, and he he has taken over. And uh, today he the, a picture came up where he's wearing this shirt, and it says, "This is what his shirt says: Impro, improbable ganar si no asumimos." La posibilidad de perder. Huh? <laughs> so it's improbable to win and we can't assume the possibility of losing. So you said, oh. I understand the words. It's just like, uh-huh. what the hell's... That's, that's his message, been, man. Uh, Confucius? <laughs> it's always so, weird. So, so he's, he's putting the message of losing in, in, 
in, in, in the players' heads from the first practice. Well, I guess I don't, I don't understand why you got to tell you have to assume the possibility that you might lose. I don't get it. Um, basically, maybe he's going you to speculate. Say he, you basically have to speculate to accumulate. That's what he's basically but, trying to say. But hey, you know, going off, uh, what? Profe, Profe Cambiarayas. Is, is that a rap song? He, he, no, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let, let, hold if on. You, ahead, if you do look at a lot of, uh, Osorio's comments, they are rather like, just kind of like, seems like he reworded them or something. Like, it's pretty simple, but then it's like, he, he does like this Cantinflas stuff. You know, he's been reading uh, the, the Art of War, man. That's what it is. He'll say stuff like the Mexican players, Fibra 1A and Fibra 2B and stuff like that. Yeah, Same I was like, going to... En tiempos de guerra, cualquier otro trinchera type of, like, <laughs> you know, type of sayings, you know. <laughs> no, I was going through some of his old, uh, you know, quotes. No, I wanted to, I wanted to, I'm glad that the, that the prof is on with us because I did want to ask him about... Uh, to me, though, the, I guess uh, for all of us, uh, I can't speak for all of you, but at least for me, like the, the one most glaring tactical uh, miscue that Mexico had in the Confed Cup was there was how terrible their defense was positioned when they gave away the ball in in, in the midfield and just would just get caught out just constantly, even against the the the, the lesser teams, just get caught out constantly. Profe, what do you do to fix that? What do you mean? Besides fire Osorio? <laughs> well, no, because that's not going to happen. So you have to fix it. So fix it. Well, uh, the the one thing I noticed against New Zealand is he didn't really have a he didn't have any type of center mid uh, player in in the in the field, and so he brought in Hector Herrera in the second half, and he kind of he kind of lucked out, and and if the the problem fixed itself. Uh, uh, now I was reading stuff that they said that uh that Hector Herrera is not a, a a defensive player or not a defensive mid. He's not. That, but that's the role that he's been asked to play in Porto. The thing is, uh, hey, you know, uh, I don't know, man. You got to put in, I guess, uh, you got to put in a defensive mid. Profe, you are disappointed. Man. I thought that you were our tactical, you're a tactical genius, and here you are telling me I don't to, know. To, to manage John, they, they, the games were during my work hours. Uh, I mean, there's a few alterations that I saw. Like a lot of people, they were upset that Vela didn't play. Uh, 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 I think it was against Germany. And uh, I mean, I, I saw him against Portugal, and he, he had a terrible. He, he didn't have a good. Uh, a he did not have a good tournament. Yeah, he didn't have a good tournament. Uh, so he wasn't a no-brainer, but still, I mean, that's the guy I was expecting. You throw him in there, maybe he. he yeah, he shows yeah up. why on earth would you want to use your, you know? Your best player in your most important game. I mean, but but I mean, but I guess what 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 what, the, what they're trying to ask you is, how do you maintain order while still maintaining a high press and and and, uh, and exposing and, and advancing your your back line? How do you maintain order? Yes. Well, with this. Team, how you maintain order is uh, well. How do you, how do you maintain order? We don't care about what this. Is. How do you do it? Me? Yeah. Oh, me. I choose. I, I just hack. Out of the I just tell my players you... to hack the other players. Uh, no, <laughs> it's yeah, a tactical well, foul. See, you didn't think about that, did you? <laughs> I think, you know, speaking, of, you know, it might sound funny, but I, I was, we were looking at the stats. 
uh, of the Germany Mex game, and Germany had more fouls on Mexico. <laughs> tactical, tactical. Yeah, they're tactical. <laughs> it's like right now, if I could, if I could upload that image of that dude, like you know, pointing to his like his brain, you know, it's like <laughs> that logic. I, I I have to show you. It's a funny meme. No, but no, the question is, like for you with your kids and stuff like that, how do you maintain order order in the back line when you're pressing high, when you're pressing and your lines are are, are advanced? <clears throat> you players to work extra hard when they lose the ball. They, they can cover your back line. And uh, uh, when you have players, uh, like in this case, if the team is playing very fluid, Players are, you know, exchanging positions or ending up in territory they're not. Uh, you don't usually see them in. Then you need, um, you just need awareness of where, of of where there's a or communication, I should say, and awareness between the players to know, okay, what they have to be covering. Um, now, in this case, uh, the Germany game, I was listening to it on the radio. I actually, uh, I, I kept hearing uh, the, I think it was the right winger going up against uh, Alanis. Oh, he crushed the whole, the whole, the whole first half. Yeah, and he basically—I mean, he killed. He finished. He finished the game within within minutes, you know, and and they were able to find him for a counterattack every time. So I think uh, uh, what you do is—I mean, what needs to happen is right away. Uh, in English, in in American terms, they call it a transition from from the front line players to press to press the hell out of the ball so they can't get that uh, that long that long pass uh, that long searching pass out of there. Well, the, the biggest problem was that he just wasn't fast enough to keep up with the guy. If, if, if he had anybody speed to just keep to just to keep up with the guy, it wouldn't have been as, as, as big a problem. But I mean, when the guy is, you know, always three four steps ahead of the defender, you know, you're gonna have a hard time stopping that guy. Did you? That was did, the you, biggest did, problem. did you ever did you, watch that video? Uh, you, did you ever watch that video of uh, of uh, of well, Henri? Yeah. Question for you guys: Do, do you think Layun would have been able to keep up with him? No. Like Layun was, he, he wasn't pushed maybe up. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit faster, but not that much faster. He wasn't pushed up all the way he could have. What, whatever happened to like playing back? Like when the ball had, oh, guy had the ball on the dribble. You don't run up to him and try to take it away. You, you play back and let him have his space, especially if you're pushed up. They didn't do that at all, and they got smoked. Layun got smoked on the wings. Everybody did. But then, and then the worst part for Mexico is that they'll triple team a guy, and yet nobody nobody will make a commitment to go after the guy. They'll triple team a guy, and then the and, guy yeah, on the yeah, other side. Right, exactly. Yeah, they, they they triple team him, and then he'll just find the guy who's open because they actually never they never attack the guy. It's like, dude, if it's three on one, and somebody so you, go after. Him. It's funny you're talking. You guys are crying. You you're up for for His teams know how to do that. They know how to double team. You know, there, there's a. There was a there was a video of uh, of uh, what do you know Henri talking about uh, Guardiola's tactics, and uh, he was given an, an anecdote that there was this one instance where uh, where he went outside of his of his zone to to relieve one of his players that was getting you know that was getting pressed and and to go for the ball and eventually he got the ball and stuff like that and he went in for the score and then like at halftime boom Guardiola. Uh, basically benched uh, Henri, and he kept going on and on about how he was just giving an insistence on, on 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 TV as to one of the things that they would do starting from the back line 
was it, it didn't matter if there were if the players were getting pressed is that they would have to figure out a way to basically you know get out of that situation and and and, and pass the ball to their next open guy without the the other guy the teammate you know doing the natural thing of, of trying to go over there closer to that to his zone and 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 and, and getting the pass to the release so basically what would happen is that that player Obviously, you have to have a talented. You have to have talented uh, center backs and fullbacks to do this. Is that you know he, they would break they would break the press, and then you know find you know the open guy. But by by getting pressed by one or two guys, obviously now you've opened up uh, more passing lanes going for, you know going forward. And uh, like, hey, hey Ranjit, uh, I saw that. Uh... What's that? Slip two, and I think. The, the point across that, that that got across to me was that because uh, I think in that in that situation TMD uh, ended up scoring right, and so that's kind of what pissed off Guardiola is he didn't listen to his instructions and then he was like successful. Um, so in a way he upstaged him. The ego couldn't take his his ego couldn't take it. Yeah, to me I think I, you know I don't know. It, it was do like, you get uh, mad at your kids when you tell them to do something? They do something. They do the exact opposite, and they score anyway. <laughs> do, do, you, do, you, do you give do you give your kids the business when that happens? What if it? No, it's it's the, the the goal is circumstantial. It's it's the play. It's the building up that is not that takes that takes practice. That takes patience. That takes you know work, team effort, and stuff like that. The goal can come uh, in an array of ways. It can come from you know. Uh, uh, a gift from the referee it can come from you know a free you know free kick a corner kick and stuff like that but 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 you know learning to you know learning to play and, and, and stuff like that I think that's you know if you watch that video that's what you get you're supposed to get out of it you know whoa are you turning away from your inner la puntista Puente has always been about order that's one of the things that I've always said about la Puente is, is that balance so it's sort of like uh the the the, the movie Hoosers where Gene Hackman has them passing five times before they shoot but the one guy decides to disobey and start shooting threes like like crazy scoring all kinds it, of it, things. It, it, it's funny you say that yeah it, it, it is in a way kind of like that that it's it's yes you know it, you know the open the opening a good open shot could be there but i think what he was trying to you know to to tell you know his, his team is to to start working for for your shots you know the high probability shots So, uh, Profe. That's a good movie, by the way, uh, Beto. Yeah, yeah, it's real good. What's that? Yep, it's real good. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. What was that? What was the, the, the flavor the, the of name, the chewing the name, gum? The name of the team was, was actually Milan, by the way. It wasn't uh, Hickory. It was Milan. Just, uh, I, guarantee, I guarantee you they, they pronounced it Milan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Milan, but it was, yeah, Milan. But uh, we... Yep. Uh, we digress. Well, gentlemen, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, yeah, I know that there's uh, some of the little preseason stuff going on. Um, good to see uh, your boy Lainez uh, playing for America, Ron. Uh, if, if you're, if you're, we've talked about this all the time. If if you have the talent, does it really matter how old you are to play? And uh, Joel always points out that the guys that we see, we think are coming into their own. He's like, but but they're 23, they're 24. So it's good to see a 17 year old. Manotti's always been right about that. There's no old players or young players. There's only good players and there's bad players. 
El Torito Silva, what happened to him? El Torito Silva. What about about El Gaucho Avila? Hey, Torito Silva, he got okay. signed by, by Guatemala, team from Guatemala, right? Hey. What's up, Chiquis? He's retired, man. He, got, he had a, a career-ending career injury. He's done. Who's this? Gauchito Avila. Oh. He's one of the he's one of the quemados along with uh, along with uh, Torito. And a homie. And homie. That's right. A homie was on that team too. Patrias. Since you guys bring up Mexican league, let me play you this clip real quick. All right. Mexican league. Pero su fútbol es una cagada. Yes. Good. I want I want I want to talk about this. Más miraría un partido de fútbol mexicano. Hey, dudes, did, they, did Chivas ever end up finding the, the Chava guy? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, they go the, the, no. the, the, the Chava. No, no, you already Hector. Was it Hector? No, no it's Chava. Calma, the Chava. <laughs> no, Cesar, see, I'll tell you what, man. When Cesar finally does win, and they will, they need to bring both both Lady Machina and, and Lady Cementera to the, to the let, let them ride on the bus. Ooh, is that the one? Uh... In fact, one time on the show, I think we had, <laughs> I was playing a clip from one, and Chickies was playing a clip from the other. We had, we had dueling ladies. Lady Cementera. Uh, Lady Cementera and, and, and Lady Lady Machina. They, they need to be on the, uh, on the, but anyway, so I, I think, I think, Ron, that you, uh, you wanted, you had, an, you had, an, you'd requested an opening tirade. No, no, no. Yeah. Did you guys, uh, did you guys get upset by the, what the RG uh, commentator said? I will answer. I, I personally did not. I don't really care about stuff like that, but that's just me. But yeah, me, too. me me same thing. I didn't care. I just think I just think that this guy's an idiot. Not because you know, obviously he's entitled to his opinion, but I just think that professionally, I think this guy's an idiot. Because why would you basically, what, as far as professionally speaking, if he wanted to move to a bigger markets, i.e., Mexico, i.e., the United States. Why the hell would you piss off the markets that are basically going to give you access to larger markets? You know what I mean? I'm sure, I'm sure he knows he's not. He was just doing to get a ratings boost. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Me- Me- Mexico, with social media, I think uh, Mexico dominates in the Spanish-speaking uh, it, world. That, that, that's, that, that's what I'm saying, Joel. It's but, but, like, but you know even his follow-up, and, and he was talking about how he's like, to all of you Mexicans that are trashing me on – and he goes to name on Instagram, Twitter. So, I mean, I think he was expecting it. And, and, no, I, 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 th- I think he was, but but it's going to be just one of those random, like, you know, week thing or two week, three weeks. Yeah, where, people people where, will forget about it in two weeks. We'll, we'll forget it because that happened last year with this other reporter. But, but, the one that was trashing Benedetto? Uh, no, I don't think he was Benedetto. He was tra- – I forget. He, he was also trashing the Mexican League, but the point is, and, like, you know, people were talking to him. For about you know two weeks or what, and then people forgot about him. But the, my my point is that you know these guys wanted to grow and get into larger markets and and, and be known. It's like you're basically pissing off a, a base that basically allows. I mean, think about it. there is no other the Mexican community, the Mexican football community give the give foreign foreign reporters and journalists an opportunity <clears throat> to work covering Mexican soccer. You know. It's like, look, how many Chileans, how many Colombians, how many Argentinians, how many, you know, 
reporters work in Univision, Telemundo, and, and yeah, and well, that that's La Volpe said. You know, he brought up that point. He's like, when you criticize Mexican soccer, you're you're also criticizing all of the Argentines that work over here. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's like I, I just think it, I mean, half the players are from Argentina in the uh, Mickey. Let's be honest. <laughs> and coaches, so like, John. So it's yeah, like, to me, it was to a me, troll. It was a troll he's, job. For he's the a troll. He's of a course troll. it was. It, it doesn't bother me. I just think the guy's like, what an idiot, idiot. You know, he's no, just, it's, just, it's, it's 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 a real it's it's a cynical, uh, just but yet 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 entirely, one hundred percent expected way, to garner. Publicity and, and and some kind of social media bump, and you know, hopefully, like y'all said, it'll, you know, people will forget about it in two weeks. But uh, but but now this guy's gotten, you know, now he's made himself known that he's taking this position, and 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 and, and you know, something tells me that uh, even though we we would hopefully forget about it, I think that it's something that's probably going to stick around for a while. I do think, especially it's if it goes back into the, if they go back into the Libertadores. I think I think it is a demonstration of the Argentinian arrogance, though. Well, if it goes back to the, the Libertadores, John, and you used to have Santander, who is or whoever the sponsor is going to be, you know they're going to want people like him far away from the from the microphones because, for the most part, they're going to want the Mexican teams in there, you know. Right. And they're not they're not they're not going to want guys like this guy. He's like you know, dude, Jesus Christ! I said like, you're. You know, Argentina's got thirty uh, population of thirty million. You know, whereas the United States has fifty million Hispanics, and most of them are Mexican. And then not to mention the hundred million Mexicans in Mexico. But he's he's not even in one of the main shows, Ron. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I mean I, that's I, why. I just, I just thought that this guy's just a stupid. You know, like he's he's an idiot. Not because not because of his of opinion. It's valid. What you know, he can have his own opinion. It's just pro- professionally, you just kind of have to. Pick your battles, you know, and I just don't. Well, think they, they're, they're cussing like crazy on that show, and and right. the one thing, the one thing that discredit everything he said was that, 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 he, that, that he's not competitive. That, yeah, that he doesn't the watch the games. The, the, well, the worst league in the world could be competitive. That has nothing to do with like how good your league is. Well, Same, discredit, league discredit is him that he didn't watch games. So yeah, it's like how would you know then? You know. So he's 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 like most people that make those kind of claims on 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 on, on, on internet. Yeah, on the internet. Not on internet, good lord. The internet's, but uh, we also did get to see to hear this great gem from uh, the great Carlos Albert. Oh, I'll stop it there. <laughs> Carlos Albert with going going blue on us. That's uh. He's hilarious. I don't, I don't know what to say. That's uh... <laughs> he had to take it to he had to take an, take it to the Argentinians with the Argentina slang. That is uh, that is pretty funny. All right, gentlemen, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, Coach, thank you very much for finally joining us. Once again, we do appreciate you taking the time. We appreciate the fact that you uh, are a very busy man. So we do. I know that for, for you to find time to join us is uh, extra difficult. So we do appreciate you doing it. Thank you, Coach. Hey, Coach Dan, you are going to uh, San Diego this weekend. 
to watch the uh, Mexico. I guess down is it at, is it at the Murph? Yes, it is. And did you get parking too? Indeed. Well, wow, I, yeah, I, you, well, I gotta pick it up. Uh, I have to. I'm gonna go tomorrow and pick it up. So, but yeah, that is uh, that is fantastic. Good for you. Yeah, hopefully I get the press conference, um, and then um, yeah, it should be fun. It's my first Mexico game, now, so first official game, so it'll be it'll be cool. Yeah, you should. Uh, you know, if you want, if you want to get audio from a, from a player, just use your phone. Yeah, I did that, and I also bought a couple of uh, battery packs. So I'm I'm somewhat prepared actually this time. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, uh, well, we're looking forward to uh, hearing your report next week. And uh, you'll have to give us all of the uh, information as far as how are things how are things are in the press box. I'll be sure to send uh, send everyone photos of the meal. I don't. Uh, well, what are your expectations now? In the Murph, you know, it is an open air press box. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Open air. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not glassed in. No, it's not, and it's going to supposed to be a warm day. Oof! So you may want to bring shorts. Is that appropriate to wear in the press box? Joel, would you wear shorts in the press box? Are you like no, it's, Tony? it's not. A, no, it is not, sir. It is not. It's not appropriate to wear shorts. No. <laughs> no. What about what about man capris? Can you wear man capris no, in the man, press box? No. Only thing I could say is I niveles, John. <laughs> so so not even so. Joel says no shorts, no man capris. So you're gonna have I mean, to go. You, and, I've seen I've seen people wearing them, but you know. I'll, I'll wear how do you feel? How do you feel about how do you feel about jeans in the press box hood? I, I wear jeans in the press box. I think I think nice jeans are acceptable. Yes, jeans with dress shorts, uh, a polo, or even a dress shirt with a sport jacket is totally acceptable. Yeah, I don't, you know, I try not to wear jeans when I go. I always, I always want to, you know, put on the put on the slacks and. Uh, in the nice golf shirt. I, I wear I wear like a nice golf shirt or a polo shirt or a dress shirt, but I usually tend to wear jeans too. Do you uh do you uh take some uh some guacoloco? No, nothing. Stickers like that. and stuff, and accidentally leave some, you know, in no, the bathroom. No, 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 no. I when I'm when I know it's going to be a hot day though, uh, and I'm going to be pitch side, I'll, I'll wear something like more, you know, loose fitting and you know, yeah. stuff like that. But you, yeah. but that's but for the most part when I'm up in the press box and stuff like that, no, I, I try to keep it. Semi- you don't have your your El Waco Loco headband that you're wearing or around your head when you're. No. no, 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 no. You don't have like a couple of the girls that come and hold the signs behind you when you're when you're down on the field. <laughs> no. no, no. They don't have those girls anymore. I think we talked about that earlier. In Mexico. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they don't. I think uh, I think it's I think it's like sexist now. I think they consider it sexist to do that. So they well, they s- could have they could have guys do the same. Imagine a bunch of panzones doing the same thing. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny. All right. Well, Dan, thanks for joining us. We'll uh, we'll we'll talk to you again uh, next week. Yeah, pleasure as always. Joel, uh, I'm assuming you're not going to go to any any gold cup matches. I did not. Probably the first Gold Cup I I haven't uh, covered since. Oh, well, you know the the semis are there in the Rose Bowl. I know, but I was just not feeling it, John. No, your 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 journalistic integrity has been uh, has evaporated. 
Yeah, it's just not a team I could get excited over. You know. Hey, but who knows the tournament how it might play out? I might I might end up regretting it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know they are. You know, it, it hasn't opened yet, Joel. So I think that you, well, I don't know if you if you have, if you went to the feeds of the website or not. But uh, no, no, I'm pretty much made up my mind, Yon. Oh, so it was I'm, it was I'm a personal. Taking decision. A knee. I'll be a plan for that one. Yeah, I'll be a plan for that one once it opens up. Excellent, excellent, Dan. Hopefully that'll. Now that's a that's a nice place to. I like the Rose Bowl. I've had a lot. I have good memories from the Rose Bowl, as I'm sure you do. Yes, very much. So. Excellent. Couple. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Cheeky, thanks again for for hooking all this up. Oh, did you have a question, Cheeky? I'm sorry. Oh no, no problem. Oh yeah, I was just gonna tell Dan if you need to. If he wants access to the Twitter or if he wants to send me pictures or videos, I can post on like uh, the social media stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Or if you want, or if you want passwords and stuff, I'll give you that if you want to do it yourself or, or if not, I can help out. Cool. 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 Yeah, dude. Yeah. Glad, glad to be on. Good stuff, John. Thanks, Chickies. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week and then hopefully you'll get to go to San Antonio. Joel, it's always a pleasure to, to have like, you on. And, uh, likewise, John. Likewise. We'll, uh, we'll talk again. And Ron, uh, last but not least, thank you so much for joining the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, taking us into the Citadel again. Thank you. Even if just for a little bit, just a little taste. Appreciate it. Well, folks, this has been another uh, edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, we'll be on again next week. Uh, I will actually be in Denver on, on Thursday, so... Uh, Hopefully, if you guys want to do the show live, I might be able to bring you all some live reports from from uh, Denver. So hopefully, we'll be able to do that next week on the Cantina and Mickey's podcast. So uh, thank you guys very much for joining us. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Listen to this and our previous editions of the podcast from the, in the Podcast Center on iTunes as well as Google Play. Uh, my name is John Jagu. Thank you guys very much for joining us. We'll talk to you guys next week.